102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in Van Halen on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. So that was a nice little break. Yeah. You know what I did? What? Not a gosh darn thing. Yeah, I didn't do very much either. Yeah, I mean, I had yeah. a couple things to do, but not. Uh, I didn't work very hard to do it. No, I didn't either. Uh, I was surprised to see the entire office decorated with Christmas decorations when I walked in here this morning. Oh, yeah. They decorated. Uh, they went at it hard. Real uh, hard. Like, it's almost uh, it's almost missing some sort of manger or, uh, I don't know, a, a solitary angel <laughs> hanging over the building. Well, I'm going to have to have a meeting with the new boss, the new guy, you know? Right. Tell him... Uh, Explain to him how morale doesn't really fit around here, and uh, you know that's that's not our thing—the morale booster. <laughs> Listen, we've yeah. we've never dealt with that before. <laughs> See why we have to start dipping our toe into it now. Don't you be coming here trying to raise our spirits. <laughs> we haven't been working here for twenty years yeah. or more for this kind of peace on earth and goodwill towards men. We've been trying to beat you down since the day you walked in the door. Now stop it. We are uh, going to give you a little Mayflower Marathon wrap wrap up uh, later on this morning. Also, Scott Cohen will be joining us, oh. I believe. You think? Is he back from Florida? He was golfing in Northampton over the weekend, so I'm going to guess yeah. in Kansas on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we mm. hop right into some Hollywood trash right. with Steve right. Nagler? Rock 102. Uh, Dave Chappelle has reached the yelling at the children phase of his public breakdown. Uh, last Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, he made a surprise appearance at his alma mater, D.C.'s Duke Ellington uh, School of the Arts. That was the day the school was supposed to officially rename its theater after Dave, but they postponed the honor due to concerns over comments he made about trans women in his Netflix special. So Dave decided to show up and give people at the school a chance to voice their concerns to him directly. You can see where this is going. I know where it's going. Almost 600 students showed up along with faculty and staff. Parents were not notified ahead of time. That might be an issue. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, if I were a parent, I'd want to be there, not not just to hear his uh, his justifications, but because he's a great comedian and Chappelle. lots of laughs. I know, Dave Chappelle. Everyone had to put their phones in a bag, though, while Dave brought a camera crew to record everything, and there was no mediator. As one parent put it, quote, this was going to go down the way Dave Chappelle wanted it to go down. <laughs> so how did it go down? Several students did challenge Dave, and there are reports that it was he was often rude and dismissive, Sometimes cutting the kids off or responding to their concerns with jokes. Well, he is a comedian. I think that's uh, why he did it in the first place. When one kid told Dave he handled this whole thing like a child, he replied, quote, My friend, with all due respect, I don't believe you could make one of those deci- make one of the decisions I have to make on any given day. Ooh. Now you go stand in the corner and you think about what you said to this old man. In response to someone else, he said, quote, I'm better than every instrumentalist artist, no matter what you do, what art you do, this is school right now. I'm better than all of you. I'm sure uh, that will change. I'm sure you'll be household names soon. But Dave did get serious about the issues of the kids getting uh, death threats from his supporters. He said, uh, quote, this is my family, and whether they know it or not, I love these kids. I don't want to hear about any threats to these kids. These kids don't deserve that at all. One student said there was a quote. He was said, quote, he was really kind. If he had only acted that way the whole time, there was no reason to be mean to us. He was just laughing at kids. He's a comedian. And these kids are hypersensitive. 
<sighs> so what he would normally do. See, if you, if, if you were able to watch any of this, having watched everything that guy has ever done mm-hmm. in those comedy specials over the last uh, couple of years, taken out of context, you could say, sure, maybe that's offensive. But in its entirety, you say, well, wait a minute. The arguments he were, was making are well-thought-out arguments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if, of course, you know, you take anything out of context, and it makes him sound really, really awful. But even with a well-thought-out argument, you're always going to have somebody who doesn't want to hear that argument. Of course. Yeah. Uh, he says that if his haters donate more, he'll step aside, but if his supporters win, he'll attend the naming ceremony. You know. He said, uh, donate money, and along with your donation, indicate whether you agree or disagree with the theater being renamed after me. That's not a bad idea. You know, it's different than when, like, uh, like the Virginia Tech training facility had to rename them, had to you know, take down the Michael Vick uh, <laughs> practice facility name Why because, was it? because of the dog thing. Was that wrong? Yeah, no, that was kind of wrong. That was somewhat uh, morally repugnant. But the guy's a comedian. I don't know what you expect from a comedian. So who knows where he'll go next on his punching down tour? Maybe maybe an orphanage, a homeless shelter? Well, some of them would laugh. Oh, that one guy laughed. Well, he was homeless. Uh, Kanye West posted a five-minute video where he says he wants to put his family back together and admitted to several failings. Only several? It seems to me you got a longer list than just the several. They included his ego, his temper, his presidential campaign, and being a self-righteous Christian. Well, good for you, Kanye. And maybe stopping that medication probably wasn't such a good idea either. I just want Pete Davidson to come over my house and my ranch out in Wyoming and ride around in my 76 Raptors. <laughs> We'd have a good time. And, uh, Caitlin? And we could... T- she, she's not invited to the ranch Not invited anymore, anymore huh? That's well, well, once you break up with the family, you're not allowed to go there anymore. I guess. Uh, Matthew McConaughey has decided not to run for governor of Texas uh. at this time. Instead, he's going to support, quote, organizations that have a mission to serve and build trust while also generating prosperity. I'm sure the people at Texas are very disappointed by this news. That's the American dream. That's what he said. Yeah. Well, it would be the American dream to vote him out of office if he ever won. Uh, Faison Love from Elf is still trying to wrap his head around Will Ferrell turning down $29 million to do the sequel. Uh, quote, I was surprised he turned that much money down, but it must be good to be white. Or to not be available to do that film. That's true, too. It's also possible his uh, schedule's a little full. Well, he said he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to ruin the magic of the movie. Because all these people love the movie Elf, and he felt that a sequel would kind of demean it, and then it would just be about a money-making scheme. But he had no problem with that Anchorman sequel. Well, maybe he learned people, his lesson. Yeah, people me. love that Anchorman too, yeah. almost as much as like the first one. Maybe he learned that uh, that 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 was the case. Yeah, not maybe to do these sequels. A list of the best Seinfeld episodes. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, is uh, topped by the comeback where George becomes obsessed with trying to get back at a coworker who humiliated him during a meeting. It's followed by the Soup Nazi and the Library. So you get the comeback, the Soup Nazi, the Library. That's the top three, right? Right. Then the Chinese restaurant. All right, that's good. Uh, the parking garage. That's a good one. The contest. Also good. That was the first episode I ever saw of Seinfeld. Really? Was season four. 
See, was... I saw it from the uh, the very beginning. Yeah, see, I didn't. But I would have uh... put the I would have put the Moyle up there in the top ten. Well, let, let's just put things in perspective. But back, you saw this from the very very beginning. I was only like ten when it came out. And your point is what, Steve? I'm just saying that uh, you had uh, more of uh, an opportunity to watch a show from the beginning, whereas I uh, just mm. st- happened to watch it one night. Yeah. No, uh, I find your ageism hurtful. Uh, the Audi. That's number seven. That's when the journalist thinks Jerry and George are gay. Right, right. Then there was The Strike. Uh, the Race. That's where Jerry dates the woman who turns out to be his whole sc- high school rival. Sure. And uh, The Switch. Oh, is that when um, Jerry wants to date his girl, his girlfriend's roommate, and then Kramer's first name is Cosmo? Right. Yeah. Yes. Now I recall. I still like the one. I don't know what the name of the episode is, but it's the one where uh, where uh, I think it was Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin was in it. Kramer's sitting out in the hallway with the uh, with the sparkler oh, in his yeah, hand. Yeah. And the, yeah. How is Festivus what, not in there? What is this? Any town USA? <laughs> How is the Festivus episode not up there? It is. It's uh, that is called the strike. That's what it is. Yeah, that's the one oh, where that's uh, right because because of H and H bagels. Uh, Kramer's going back to work. That's right. Well, how much gotcha. is how much are you getting? Seven twenty-five. I believe that's the current minimum wage. And now you know who to thank for that. (laughs) And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As most of you know, America was built on the heaving, sweating backs of immigrants coming to this country to find a better way of life. And boy, do they find it. Think of all the great things we have in this country that you'd never find anywhere else. Flaming Cheetos, ranch dressing, unlimited breadsticks. I'm telling you, this country's got a bit of everything. So when I heard that today, Enos Cantor, the Boston Celtics, was going to become a U.S. citizen, I thought, why not? What six foot 11 inch Turkish Swedish born immigrant wouldn't want to become a U.S. citizen? And then I thought, well, it must have been the breadsticks. As it turns out, the big American selling point for Enos Cantor was this whole freedom thing that we've got in this country. He loves that stuff. So much so that he's not only becoming a U.S. citizen, he has also decided to change his last name. According to the Associated Press, from now on, Enos Cantor will now be known as Enos Cantor Freedom. In very much the same way that Lou Sindor became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Ron Artest became Meta World Peace. Enos Cantor is changing his last name to not only reflect his new status, but also to reflect his long history of social activism, which I can totally respect. However, if you're looking for a name change that truly reflects who you are, might I suggest something like Fantasy League Poison, because those 4.7 points per game are killing me in my possibly illegal NBA office pool. Sure, he may be down for all kinds of important social causes, but he's also way down on playing time. His field goal percentage is down to 44%, and his rebounding numbers, right of the crapper. Frankly, if my numbers were that bad, I'd want to change my name too. But of course, this isn't about basketball or the Boston Celtics. This is about Enos K. Freedom embracing this great country of ours. And for that, I say I can't blame him, because compared to a lot of other places, this country is aces. So welcome aboard, Mr. Freedom. It's great to have you here. Now let's get ready to exert that freedom in time for Wednesday night's game against Philadelphia because that's the most important thing you'll do as an American citizen.
But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's is Power Tool Headquarters, and I'm counting 17 different Power Tool deals in Rocky's November sales flyer. A Craftsman Wet Dry Vac, a DeWalt Cordless Drill and Driver Set, and 15 more. Craftsman, DeWalt, Milwaukee, Black & Decker for Power Tools. You want to go to Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. So, as uh, as you know, last week was the Mayflower Marathon. And it was? Had... Yes, you were there for most of it. In fact, I was? I'm pretty sure you were there for all of it. Mm, not sure about that, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, now you were there for 52 hours from, uh, from Monday morning at 6. All the way to Wednesday morning at ten. Man, I gotta stop taking those edibles. Yeah, I think if you could forget any of that, right. that's some damn fine. You might want to you know, go half seas on the edibles. Me. Anyway, uh, we want to uh, thank everybody for helping this be uh, a very successful Mayflower Marathon. One hundred twenty-seven thousand four hundred ten dollars is the official total. Now there are some checks and payments that are going to be coming in mm-hmm. later on this week, but as of right now, that's uh, that's our grand total. So uh, thanks to everybody that participated, all the schools for the school challenge, all the businesses that participated, all of our sponsors, but more importantly, all of you that uh, that stopped by or made a donation online. The uh, the open pantry deeply appreciates your generosity, and it was absolutely an awesome week. You know, uh, if we had just walked a shopping cart across western Massachusetts, we would have made like a million dollars. Yeah, maybe if you had done that. But uh, you know, with this knee, uh, I couldn't have. Uh, I couldn't have done that. You don't think that rascal could have held up and the? Uh, Stephen could barely the, the Baxi's march. It could barely get you past the the end of the parking lot. Uh, well, the fuse blew on it. That's what I found out later. The, the, I was riding that rascal. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this. Uh, I'm going to take this over to Insa. <laughs> And a couple of things on the menu. That would have been, uh, been a great way to go. And I, I'm like, let me just do a test ride over to Uno's here. So I'm uh, driving from the tent to Uno's, and then all of a sudden, the whole thing just dies. Yeah, and then you then you had to push it. Yeah, and I had to push it, and even though it has a neutral button on the back, there was nothing neutral about that thing. Yeah. Like, you'd push it like five feet, and then the wheels would lock up. i got to tell you, though, that's... Uh... Still great fun to be tooling around on one of those things. I didn't realize how much fun it was. I want a bigger one. I want the ones that are, like, in the big Ys. Like, when you go and I'm, I, I am definitely doing that next time I go to a grocery store. Yeah, I don't see why anybody would uh, would even question why you were doing it. I mean, I, you know, I've been uh, complaining about this bad knee for now almost two months. And standing on blacktop for uh, for two and a half days, I got to tell you, did, uh, did nothing for this knee at all. Oh, I bet. I bet that... Uh... Swelled it right up, didn't it? It did. In fact, I got a, uh, I got an appointment tomorrow, a follow-up appointment. With that witch doctor? With the witch doctor, mm-hmm. and I uh, I, I think it's uh, maybe a little bit more serious than just a little boo-boo, to be you honest. Know what? I, I actually it, think it's a little bit more serious. Enough with the ailments around here, okay? We don't need any more uh, injury ailments. Uh, I can't. I've been carrying this show for the last 16 years. I don't need to be carrying any more of it. I'm... I'm sorry. Did I just yes, hear what I just thought you said mm-hmm. that came out of your mouth yes, that you've you been were. carrying this show? And I speak the truth. 
Okay, if that's uh, the way you, uh, if that's the way it's gonna be. Why do you think I go to that guy every week and do squats and stuff? Because oh man, both of you are so heavy to carry. Uh, the egos. That's the that's the heaviest part is the really? egos. <laughs> Listen, how you squat and who you're <laughs> squatting with are your own personal business. Hey, I man. don't ask questions. You gotta. It's a. It's a. Uh, Fight to survive around here. Yeah, so I go back for a follow-up uh, <laughs> tomorrow, and I think an MRI yeah. is in the future, to be honest. And, you know, and a I, Marie? The, huh? A Marie? An MRI. No, a Marie. Nah, I don't call it the Marie. But it's uh, it's one of these things where uh, I think I think I may have caused more damage standing around on the on the blacktop. I actually tried to move st- stuff around in the truck for, yeah. like, a, like, around 20 minutes. There's like a, there was, you know, for a while we were... We were kind of in a in a lull of uh, of volunteers. The kids mm-hmm. at Putnam had left. There was yeah. a bunch of stuff that needed to be moved on the truck, and a you know a new group of volunteers were on their way. And I started moving stuff around uh, inside the truck, and then realized within I don't know good ten minutes I may have made a colossal mistake. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Probably wasn't the smartest choice. Uh, uh, of of the entire marathon, but yeah. at that point, I was, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really all about making good choices. Which is why I didn't do any of that stuff. I, I you know what, uh, I'm not getting involved in this heavy lifting thing going on here. Well, that would be a, I'm like, precious cargo. I have to carry this show. Oh yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> you know, and with with the squats, it probably it probably puts extra pressure on your tender ankles. You can't be having me carrying a can of damn beats around. And yeah, trying I know. to put that on a truck. But uh, but no, thank thank you to uh, to everybody that uh, that volunteered their time, and also to our staff, particularly uh, Alex Byrne and uh, Aaron Bueller, who did an amazing job once again for like the nine millionth year in a row. So thanks to all of them. It uh, it really uh, is impressive when you take a st- you know we we do it so often that it kind of, everything just kind of falls into place for us every year. So we're just like okay, well this is what this is, and we're not having this year this this year, or we are having this this year, or. Here's something new, like the big statue. Right, which was awesome. Uh, so uh, it's kind of nice that it gets changed up uh, every year. But there's also this element to it of, like, how elaborate it is to plan this thing and making sure that everybody's going to be there on time. You talk about, uh, you know, Alex and Aaron, uh, they're two of the hardest working people in this building. And to be there when everything gets set up and then to have to wait until everything gets break broken down. Yeah. You and I are 1001, we're out of the parking lot, uh, we're already on 91. It's uh, it's a little misdirected to be uh, congratulating the two of us. Although, yeah, we certainly put it in our time. I mean, you know, let's not let's not diminish right. everything that we accomplished. But yeah, uh, you know, it really is more than just about us. You know, we're we're just we're just the dudes with the microphones. That that's that's really it. But it is a it is a collaborative effort, and uh, everybody p- pitches in to do their part, and uh, it all comes together like this fine oiled machine. Yes, it does. Uh, like when absolutely. we have Dan Williams running the board in the morning. Very Man, smooth. That was smooth. Very smooth. Yeah, smooth got, as silk. And you know, it got smoother as the uh, as the the days went on. Because he know, finally read the book that I left for him on how to run things in the well, studio. I mean, you know, he can't he can't be expected to learn everything. I mean, hmm. he's got a lot going on in his head. Huh? What's this? Uh, how to run the board? For the Mayflower Marathon, ah, I'll just put this to the side and uh, you know, <laughs> put my gauze bandages on <laughs> my legs. Well, you know, uh, Pat Kelly did a pretty good job too. I mean, as good as we expect him to do, Mister Mister Thunderbirds. Yes, yeah, the he's, a, of, he's the voice, voice of the uh, Thunderbirds yeah. now. Yeah, but um, you know, I, I I am always impressed by 
uh, you know, the people that, that, that come, not the people who loaded up a whole truckload of food, mm-hmm. but the people who, you know, very quietly, you know, hand you a couple of cans because it's, it's, it's the best they can do. It's all they can do. And who will say, listen, you know, we understand what the open pantry does. We, we, we've taken advantage of their services before, and we want to help in any small way we can. I'm impressed with that. More so than I am sometimes with the with the people that'll bring like you know nine thousand bags of rice. I mean, I appreciate right. it. It's not to diminish that kind of generosity, but sometimes how much you donate, um, you know, really comes from from a from a different place. If you've experienced being in that position mm-hmm. to have to go to the open pantry and say, "I'm in a tough spot. I need a meal for for me and my family." You know those. Those people that see the value in in what the open pantry, you know, accomplishes every year, and then still donates, I you know, to me that's that's the most awesome thing of the whole thing. Yeah, it it it, uh, it really does all come together, and uh, you know, the, the people who benefit from the open pantry are uh, are very happy now. Oh yeah, they're happy. Like oh, I'm so glad those two guys sacrificed <laughs> their entire time. Uh, for 52 hours yeah, to make well, sure that well, I get this box of stovetop on well, my dinner table. While we've been uh, you know, up around the uh, around the clock trying to stock all these shelves with all of this food. I'm but, never, that's the one thing I, I do want to do one of these years. What? Is is go to the open pantry after all this is done and, and watch from afar yeah. all the work it takes to unload those trucks. Oh, it's probably insane. Yeah, it's I mean, prob- I don't, I can't, uh, I can't promise that I would help. I'm just saying that from afar, I would like to at least observe. Because you got to sort all that shiznit, and you know. Yeah, that, you can't. That's... You just can't put it all on one, you know, on the shelves as you go. There's got to be a shelves for cans. There's got to be, you know, shelves for rice, for soup, for tuna. And it's probably not how I picture it in my head. Like it's... the operation is going is diff- way different than how I'm picturing it in my head. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's why that, we need to go. That's down why there I want to see it. I, you know, we need to. You, you and I need to go down there and actually see it for ourselves. Yeah, we need to go down there and get in the way, and stop people from unloading the truck. Yeah. by talking to them. I got uh, no problem halfway through the uh, the interview. I got no problem with interrupting the uh, the flow of progress. I've been doing that for fifty five years. Yeah, that's true. Up yeah. to and including right now, right this very moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But nevertheless. Uh, this really wasn't, you know, every Mayflower Marathon has its challenges. And the fact that, you know, last year we couldn't do it on site at the at the Hall of Fame. Every time you, every time there's like something going on in the world or in this country or, uh, you know, there appears to be some sort of challenge, you know, for people. You wonder, well, is, is this the year the bottom falls out and we get nothing? Um, we... We haven't had that, no. and even after you know, with the the pandemic being where it's at, and you're hearing like a you know, a lot of charitable organizations are 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 bemoaning the fact that people are not giving in the numbers they have, and then to see 127 thousand dollars get rung up, yeah, at the Mayflower Marathon, that's you know that's it blows me away. It's, it really truly does. It's impressive, yeah. uh, and I, again, my situational awareness is not very good. So I had stepped away for maybe ten or fifteen minutes, and I from the marathon. Yeah. And I come back to the site, and I see this furry raccoon standing there, like a like a, a somebody in a in a raccoon costume. Yes. And I'm just like, I had to stand there for a minute, going, "All right, now I can't read. I can't read from this far away. 
But what the hell is this raccoon doing here? Well, that was the uh, that was the mascot well, for the porta potty company. That? No, 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 no for, the, for the dumpsters. Yeah. For the dumpsters. That's no, right. No, the uh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, is the guy from the. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. The porta potty thing. Right. No, four one three dumpster. That's uh, right. Who donated their uh, their t- their their dumpsters so we could uh, throw away all this trash, all the expired food that people brought down. In fact, I I believe I inappropriately may have asked the people from four one three dumpsters is the name of the mascot Dumpy. D- like yeah, uh, Dumpy the uh, the the dumping raccoon. No, see, yeah, Dumpy would be the re- the the porta potty one, right? Is right that what you're yeah. Saying? yeah. Well, dumpsters though. I'm thinking of you know, yeah. there's other refuse going on in that corner of the of the parking lot. What about Rocky Raccoon? That's already been used. Yeah, it's already been used. That's I believe that's trademarked. Well, either way, very successful event, and uh, we couldn't thank uh, you all enough for helping us out and reach that uh, reach that nice number that we got there. And I can't wait to uh, thank Scott Cohen uh, when he arrives here uh, oh, next all, hour. For all his hard work all that his, we did for him. For all his hard work getting down to the airport, traveling out of Florida, yeah. 24 hours notice, telling mm-hmm. us he wasn't going to be a part of it. Man, thanks so much for helping out around here <laughs> when we needed you the most. It's 624 with Bax and Steve on Rock 102. Whatever she likes, I like. It's 26 with Bax and uh, O'Brien and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us after uh, 7 o'clock this morning. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com. Bunch of Christmas scams going on out there, and Steve's going to let you know how to screw everybody you know. He's the biggest scam of them all. Uh, you're damn right about that. That's how he's so popular. He's scamming people to go to his website. He scammed me before. He has. He scams you every every uh, every year, doesn't he? <laughs> every couple of years. Every couple of years. I wind up signing a check uh, just to get scammed. And with that, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai, Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. <sighs> Damn it. What? I was going to tell an Alec Baldwin joke, but I'm drawing a blank. Bax and O'Brien. 6.30 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, man, here's some hard-hitting news to kick us off this Monday morning. You ready? Yes. A 22 News viewer caught a wild standoff in their backyard in South Hadley. Ooh, a standoff. Standoff. What kind of standoff? Uh, many animals prey on skunks, including coyotes, foxes, and badgers. Skunks have a unique way of uh, defending themselves. This is a standoff between a skunk and a coyote. Uh, okay, and this is uh, news? Uh, well, according to 22, it is. Uh, skunks have a unique way of defending themselves. They ward off potential predators with a wide array of aggressive behaviors. Well, like what, Steve? Such as emitting its foul smell to cause the attacker eye irritation. A foul smell from a skunk? I've never heard of this. It will hold up its tail and stand in front of its, uh, stand on its front paws, and at times it will hiss. Really? Yeah. They don't give any other, uh, you know, they just show this video of this skunk uh, hanging out with coyotes, right? Uh, what? Well, in Bambi, didn't the didn't Flower get along with everybody? For the, the, the my best recollection is that Flower is an adorable little rodent. 
Yeah. Yes. It absolutely was. Did you know, uh, Steve, uh, when you're talking about the animal kingdom and uh, you know woodland creatures like the uh, the intrepid skunk or the uh, the genius uh, coyote, uh, today is also the beginning of uh, shotgun hunting season here in Massachusetts. Ooh, shotgun hunting. You could uh, you could end this standoff, I believe, by shooting both of them until they are dead. That's uh, my my brother calls me the other day. Uh, I got I got two of them. I got two. Two, two deer. Two deer. Yeah, two deer. Wow. Well, he's, you know, he's big into the hunting thing. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I get it. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't mind hunting if uh, it didn't require me to go out at 5.30 in the morning and freeze my ass off until the sun came up to wait for maybe a deer to walk by. Yeah. My, uh, my brother-in-law was uh, traveling down to Pennsylvania with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. to, go, uh, to go hunting. And... Uh, he rented a uh, rented a camper, had a couple cases of Yingling yeah. and uh, a, a couple of guns. Yeah, and I thought, uh, you know what, uh, booze and uh, or, uh, I'm sorry, booze and uh, firearms always mix well together. I've always thought that too. Yeah. That I've seen, I see nothing wrong here. I can't, I see, I see nothing that could be a problem. I, I see every uh, every morning now. Uh, now that you made uh, made reference to that, uh, today's the first day of the shotgun. I, yeah, think the, I think the bow thing has been going on for a couple of weeks now. I think so. And now it's shotgun time. You see them all through up in the hill towns, all the all the hunters. Oh, yeah. The one guy this morning up on Montgomery Road. I thought he was broken down on the side of the road, but he had his hazards on. I think he was just waiting to walk into the woods. Right, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to sit out here and freeze my ass off in this uh, this cold weather, wow. and uh, hopefully a animal will come by. I'm not, I'm not only going to be uh, you know perched up in say like a tree or in the woods, but I'm also going to rub all this deer urine all over my jacket because <laughs> well, that attracts the deer. I thought it was fox pee. I thought that's no what it was. fox pee repels. Oh, uh, repels. Uh, repels yeah. all that. It's the it's the the deer urine that that brings them all in. Honestly, I haven't hunted since I was a teenager in upstate New York. Only again because I have no interest in going out into the woods. Yeah. In the dark to wait for the sun to come up for maybe an animal to come by and then to continually do this every day until you may or may not catch an animal. I can understand the appeal of uh, you know hanging out with your good time friends. And uh, and drinking around a campfire, you know, I can understand the appeal of that, but I'm not at so big on killing stuff. I find well, that I don't really like dead things. I, I'm not a big fan either. But here's the deal: uh, hunting is absolutely necessary because if you didn't have hunting, then you'd have an overpopulation of these animals, and then they'd be giving each other sicknesses and oh, illnesses and stuff. And then you'd have then you'd have a bunch of sick dead deer, which you don't want. So the state, uh, they come out with these guidelines, and they say, hey, well, you, uh, you can only, uh, you know, they regulate how long the season is and everything like that. I believe sure. it's based, it was in New York State anyway, based on the population of the deer. Well, like, shotgun season uh, ends on December 11th. Uh-huh. So you don't have a lot of time to uh, be out there, you know, well, then it's killing black, bucks and stuff. But then it's black powder season. Uh, yeah, primitive firearms, yeah. Be- t- uh, December 13th to the 31st. Primitive firearms. There's something here that we apparently missed. I'm, I'm looking right. at the at the internet. Paraplegic hunting uh, happened October 28th through the 30th. I was not even aware that was a thing. Paraplegic I, hunting? I mean, haven't those people suffered enough? 
I no, mean, that's, I mean, the, I mean, really, I mean, you know, I mean. They're he, the hunters, not the hunted. Well, see, it doesn't say that here. Yeah. It just says the dates. That would be pretty, uh, you know, we've come all this way in society. <laughs> I mean, we, we really still, shouldn't be shooting at those people. I mean, that's it's terrible. That's one of those things where you could probably go out, you, you probably have to, you, you could probably get like an assistant to go with you. So, yeah, you, but, you get this. You're in a wheelchair. You're paralyzed. You really love hunting, though. You want to go out and hunt. Yeah, yeah, right. And you should be able to enjoy that just as much as everybody else does. Yeah, but I don't want to strap a guy right. in a wheelchair to the yeah. front of my truck yeah. while I'm driving back home. <laughs> or the roof. Yeah, I don't want to, have, I don't want to weigh the guy. Um, I was just, I, I just, I don't, you know, how are you going to get somebody else to come out and help you to do that? Like, you ain't asking me. Yeah, I know. As much I'd... as I uh, would love to help out a paraplegic, I'm not going out into the woods with you. I am. I'm not uh, enough of an outdoorsman to really appreciate how much fun this must be. Uh, and I'm not judging anybody. But yeah, let's, you are. No, I'm really not. Because if if let's put it this way, if you go out hunting, right, and you kill uh you kill a deer mm-hmm. or an elk or something like that, and you've got extra cuts of meat, I'll be happy to take that off your hands. I got no problem. I just don't want to be the guy. That's out there yeah. dragging a carcass through the woods or <coughs> butchering an animal because I'm 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 just not that guy. I remember uh, about five years ago we had that uh, memorial for my late wife. Uh, yeah. at the Elks Club. Yeah, uh, when we did that whole big shindig and everything. And then a friend of mine uh, from upstate New York was there, and uh, I had no idea this even happened to her. Right, because I only I, she was more of my brother's friend than, than my friend, but still, even still. nonetheless. Uh, she starts telling me the story, I think trying to comfort me in the time uh, of need where I would need to know uh, about parenting a child without yeah. another parent, you know, somebody who is deceased. And then she told me that her dad died in a hunting accident uh, when she was four. Hmm. And she had no idea. And the, her mother would never tell her who the person was that did it because there was a group of guys that went out hunting, and it was a complete accident. Really? Yeah, you know, it, it was a devastating accident. Former Vice President Dick Cheney. <sighs> you would think. Not him? Be, no, not him. Mm. Uh, so she tells me this whole story, and uh, at the end I said, uh, you know, she's she's trying to comfort me and yeah. tell me about, uh, you know, it's going to be okay, and your kids are going to be okay without, you know, the parent around. And I said, uh, excuse me. When they rushed your dad to the hospital, did they strap him to the roof like they did the deer? Right. And she just looked at me and she's like, "You are one giant a hole." Really? Like, uh, yeah. Like, like you're the, you're the one well, who's trying to comfort me by trumping my tragedy yeah, yeah, with your own. Yeah. You're. T- oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So. Who's really poor? The... Little Tara lost her daddy when she was four. Yeah, who's the jackhole in <laughs> right, this conversation? Right. <laughs> I have a way with words, though. Yeah, the kind sometimes of... you do. Well, because I have to comfort the other people. Because you know, sometimes <laughs> in a situation like that, those people don't know how to react to, sure. to your grief. So they <laughs> they they your... share a story that might have affected them, you know, right. how it might but, affect you somehow. But in your grief, yeah, you're not in any real position to offer grief counseling no, to somebody not else. Not at all. Not at all. No, I'm a comedian. I mean, if you remember, Steve, that night I didn't come up to you and say, "Hey, I know you're having a bad week, but let me tell you about the stuff that I'm dealing with right now." I didn't do that to you. Yeah, we had to go weigh him at the weigh station in front of the store. <laughs> 
They hung him up by his feet. And it turns out he was a, a little overweight, so we had to throw him back in. Uh, last <laughs> we, we had already reached our limit, and uh, we had to pay the fine. Last Tuesday's devastating fire destroying Armada Shopping Plaza in Longmeadow has put a damper, uh, well, it did put a damper over Small Business Saturday. Uh, you think? Yeah, especially that plaza. When the fire tore through Armada's market and its adjoining businesses on Tuesday morning. It left so many customers from Longmeadow and neighboring uh, northern Connecticut uh, broken-hearted. Across the street from the destruction, the owner of the bar beauty shop had hoped to celebrate Small Business Saturday by going to the stores at the Armada's Plaza. Andrea Gorecki, the owner of Bar Beauty, uh, t- told the local news station, it's hard, we wanted to get our nails done, and we wanted to buy wine, gifts, and go to Armada's. It's just tragic. Uh, Longmeadow native Sally Rubin returned home this weekend, having planned to have her hair done to do some small business shopping at the plaza, as she had for so many years. Devastated. Can't do the small business shopping. I know. The good news is, nobody got hurt in that whole thing. For that as big as a fire that it was, uh, now it's more of a financial issue. Well, like we said last week, you know, everyone's hoping that all those businesses can, you know, recover and rebuild and, and carry on. That may be uh, realistic for some, not so realistic for others. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's in a perfect world, that's what you hope for. Um, what was I going to say about that? I couldn't... Uh... I lost my train of thought. I think you were going to say, Bax, it's a very uh, apt and sensitive point of view. You'll never hear me say that to you, ever. Well, what are you talking about? That was a very apt and sensitive point of view. You know what I did on Saturday? No. I went to Munson. Purposely? Yeah. We went to the Big Mac. Have you ever been to the Big Mac? I don't believe I have. It's this giant craft fair that spreads not one, not two... Not thrice, but four buildings all wow. in the center of town. Wow. It's a giant craft fair. Wow. Yeah. Did you buy any crafts? You bet your ass I did. Did you buy some decoupage or some uh, scrimshaw? No, no. I uh, I bought a sled. Really? You know the old sleds that we had when we were kids with the ones that were like, uh, I don't know, they're radio flyers or whatever. Yeah. They were, the ones with the head that, you know, you, you could turn it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so somebody, th- this woman was selling these things, and uh, I'm thinking, and she it was all decorated, had lights on it, and you know all that stuff. And mm-hmm. my quest to make my house a uh, Karen-filled uh, wonderland. Sure. Uh, I'm like, I love that sled. That sled is just fantastic. And I'm looking at this thing, and it's very well decorated. It's got lights on it. It's got, uh, and I'm thinking, this thing's got to be at least two hundred bucks. How much was it? Fifty dollars. Can you imagine that? Only 50 bucks. So I bought it. Wow. And now it's on my front porch. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic, Steve. $50 for something that new would probably cost you 25 Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's fantastic. I I didn't go to anything like that. I went to a funeral instead. Oh, well, gee, uh, ready to bring us down here, man. See, again, someone taking your story and then casting a sad Paul on top of it. Who was so uh, inconvenient uh, death on uh, Thanksgiving weekend? The, uh, of the father of, very, of a very good friend. So, Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but yes. still, uh, very uh, that's very uh, rude. 
I don't really want to get into that, Steve. I don't think that's rude at all. It is what it is. Oh, and you die on Thanksgiving. They, they didn't die. You know, no, no. You know, we had uh, we had talked about my mom's funeral. We're like, well, we might need to push this off until after Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, luckily, everything uh, worked out. Uh, well, that's what they did. This this happened long before Thanksgiving. Oh. By the see. way, um, not for nothing. Um, you, you've been to a, your share of funerals in the past, right? I love funerals. You've been uh, part of the procession. From like uh, like the uh, the church to the uh, the where, cemetery, yeah, where they go put the little flags on your car. They put the flags. Yeah. Everyone's got their hazards on, yeah. and they're all you know driving through, you know, a uh, town slowly. And traffic lights. And traffic lights. You kind of feel cool. We're um we're in the procession, right? Uh-huh. And we're at you no. Know, try to re- uh, try to think about this. Where where Porter Road, uh, be- it turns into Stony Hill. Okay. Okay. You know, as you're heading into to Wilbraham. Uh, we're at that intersection, and some woman who is not paying attention to anything that's going on in front of her barrels through the funeral procession Ugh. and cuts in. She cuts in line in a funeral procession. Yeah, there's people on the other side of the street who are trying to do, who are going to make uh, the turn, who are yelling at her. We're yelling at this woman. Everyone's yelling at this woman. But can she hear you? No. Oh, she's yeah, totally she oblivious to yeah. what she had done. It's like right. the rudest thing you can do is, you know, you know, cut in into the middle of a funeral procession. Uh-huh. I don't know how you live with yourself. But this idiot is is, is dry, and she's not just getting out right away. She's not figuring, oh, I got to get out of here. I got to, I got to, you know, the first intersection I see, I'm getting. No, she was, uh, she was down for the count for several blocks before she decided to make her turn. As if, oh, there's nothing going. I can't imagine why. Those fifty cars ahead of me are all got their uh, their hazards on. Well, and, and why they have little flags on top of their cars? What too. is that? What is what's with all the little magnetic uh, flags? The little orange flags that are going on, that on top of everybody's roof. Now, did she have any magnetic thing? Or was she uh, like a Domino's pizza driver? Or I, she like that? may have had like a magnet in her head. Yeah, yeah that was, was you know throwing off I, her circadian rhythms. I never understood that. I mean, you're driving down the road. I, I again, and my situational awareness is never that great. But if you look and you see hazards on cars, okay, there's something going on here. Yeah. What could it be? Listen. And oh, it's one of those funeral procession thingies. When a train goes by, yeah. you stop. When a drawbridge goes up, you stop. When a funeral procession is driving by, you stop. Yeah. And you don't complain about it because it's disrespectful. And this woman w- was, like, clearly oblivious to what was going on, on around it. You, you mentioned uh, situational awareness, exactly what was going on, or in this case, not going on. Well, maybe she the didn't know I'd what ever she, seen. Maybe she did know what she was doing and was just trying to get to where she was going. Yeah, I don't want to start a road rage incident, but I was like, lady, what is what is your problem? Well, some people can't wait. They Unbelievable. Just a uh, 78-year-old man named Robert Dvorak uh, went to the gym last Thursday morning and wanted to use a specific machine, but someone else was using it. This is in Florida somewhere. Yes. The, uh, we don't know what type of machine it was, but two sisters were there working out, and he got sick of them waiting for them to finish. So while one of them was still on the machine, he sat down on top of her so he could use it instead. Uh, is that when you hit that, uh, that lunk alarm? I believe that is when the lunk alarm goes yeah, off. Yeah, I think that's the time you hit it. It uh, sounds like he had her pinned down. Then he pushed her, pushed the sister away when she tried to step in and help. Police then got involved, and witnesses confirmed Robert was the aggressor. He now faces charges for battery. 
I should say he should. Well, he uh, he looks like he's a Mandelbaum. You know, uh, you think you're the you think you're the number world's number one dad. You want a piece of me? You know, I've uh, I've been in a gym a few times in my life, not a lot, but enough to know that if someone's using a machine, mm-hmm. it's not for me to kick them off. It's not for me to say I think you've had quite enough time in this machine. Uh, Never mind the other four hundred machines in this building. This is the one I want. Well, I think it depends on what's going on. I mean, if somebody's there hogging the machine for you know thirty minutes or more, it depends what it is. Planet Fitness has those uh, those. It's like a circuit. Yeah. So in that particular area, you're supposed to move like every two minutes once, to the next machine once the light goes go- goes on. But some people don't do that. You they want to continue staying on the elliptical or the, uh, yeah, the bench know. press or whatever. You know what I don't get? What? This is something that uh, perplexes me. How many people are not actually working out but just sitting down on the equipment, uh, fiddling around with their phones, taking selfies of themselves? Yeah, that seems So to be- everyone knows, hey, look at me. I'm in a gym. I haven't done anything. I haven't lifted anything. I haven't even exercised. I've barely broken a sweat, but here I am looking like I'm doing something good for myself. That seems to be the most important part, is how good I look at the gym. I do not, not how much work I'm doing, I, how good I look. I, take, uh, I, I do not take uh, gym selfies. I'll take a selfie anywhere else, like at a funeral or something like that, but I am not going to take one at the gym. You just think it's stupid. Well... Are you the kind of person that would look good in a gym selfie, though? No. See, that's the thing. Like, you're not going to do that. But the guy with the chiseled chest. Listen, there's some people that look <laughs> great when they're working out. My six pack. Yeah, you know, like there, like there's some, like there's some people that when they're working out, you know, they're glistening and they look fantastic and they're sweating in such a perfect way and oh, they look fantastic. I am not that guy. I'm a guy who is, if I'm working out, I'm in a flop sweat. You're not the guy that says, uh, you know, it's great, man. Walking across the parking lot and just knowing that you could pick that car up—that's cool. No, I'm, I'll, I'll never get to that to that point. You know what I like to do in my spare time, man? No, Steve. I carry a discus around in my trunk. And every once in a while, I'll get out in like a football field and just start throwing a discus around. It's awesome. And then you do like a sprint so you can catch the discus. That's a great way to stay in shape. Oh yeah, you throw the discus and you can catch it yourself. It is a great way to stay in shape. Every day, I lift a hundred pounds right over my head. Why? I don't know. <laughs> You're up, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be uh, sunny, uh, some clouds with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It is 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Hey, it's Pat Kelly. Join me Monday afternoons at 320 for What's the Word on That T-Bird? Each week, I'll pick a different player from the Springfield Thunderbirds and tell you all about them, and then I'll give you a chance to It's 712 with Bax and O'Brien and Rock 102. Going to be uh, partly cloudy today, yeah, with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's uh, 30 in downtown Springfield. You know that uh, Tom Petty, uh, Stevie Nicks song that we just played? Yes. You know, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to rotate new music into the, uh, the system. Uh, that uh, thing is old and beaten down and deserves to be put to bed. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Speaking of things that are old and beaten down uh, and need to be put to bed, that, you could have driven Scott a, Cohen is here. Could have oh. dri- driven a truck through that one. That's well, all right. That'll be fine. So we uh, we missed you last week. 
I missed you guys, too. At the Mayflay, you sure you did. I did. Yeah, of course you did. I did. No, um, I, I. it's like I, I thought I was going to be able to do uh, the segment. I wasn't going to be coming in. Um, but the plane, well, you, you didn't even mention that. Well, what what do you need to? You found out when you found when you needed to find out the night before, right? Now, actually, yeah. actually, Scott, we we revolved all of our guests of course, around your appearance. Of course, you did. we were going to mm-hmm. use you as the uh, as the litmus test yep. for the entire thing. That'll and, be fine. There you were in Florida, you know, where you couldn't swing a dead cat without hitting a phony in that state. No question. But uh, anyhow. So, um, all right, so look. Well, you missed a hell of an event. That's for damn sure. I know I did. And, you know, it's that was kind of like the, aside from the nonsense sports, I, you know, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to uh, you know, obviously congratulate you guys. Um, I had, I'd forgotten that we didn't uh, have the live event last year. Uh, I remember everybody was set up in the conference room here with phones, and <clears throat> and you know that was fairly successful. But you guys were back in your element again, and um, I f- I followed you know f- I followed all of it on on Facebook between the two of you, and you know I, you guys just it doesn't matter what year it is, you just come through, and well, it's a it's a great event, and you guys do great work, and you know. Congratulations! Well, thank you. As we said last hour, it's 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 really not about us. It's about everybody else in the community yeah. that's involved in it and all their hard work. Yeah, but it's about us too. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll take that. We obviously <laughs> take the credit. I mean, we're you know, our obviously. our egos obviously. are starved enough when we need all that. But <laughs> obviously, but uh, but nevertheless, but thank you very much yeah. for for uh, for pointing out. Yeah. And I thought and I thought you know, Chuckles over here uh, over my shoulder did uh, did did a fine <laughs> job in his first you know as the prime timer. So, you know, the you're prime timer <laughs> coming along, Steve, hey, uh, coming along nicely. I don't know if you've listened in the last few years, but I've pretty much been prime timing for the last five <laughs> or six years. Or yeah, so. that's probably true. I don't know, Steve. I think your A game's only been uh, showing up for like the last 25 well, I, minutes I, or so. I, I always bring the B <laughs> game anyway. All right, so, speaking of uh, of the A game, let's let's talk about the Patriots here for, li- for a little bit. Let's totally overreact to what's going on. Yes. It's six. It's what wins, we do. Six wins in a row. They are cru- they're not just beating teams. They are crushing teams. I mean, crushing the, them. The, the amount of uh, the differential between uh, points uh, for, <laughs> for the Patriots as opposed to everybody they've beaten in the last six games is astonishing. 211 to 63, they have outscored their opponents in the last six games. I mean, that, you know, that to me says that what you have here is not so much of the Patriots' Uh, offense is doing their job, but the defense is shutting teams down. Yeah. Tennessee is a good team. Uh, Tennessee was a good team. This this stretch now with Tennessee, then Buffalo on Monday night, which will be great. So that'll be we we can completely focus on on that game. Then they play Indianapolis, who's no slouch, and then they play Buffalo again. This is, I mean, this is it. And yes, yesterday was for for all intent and purpose. Yesterday should have been the big letdown, right? They, you know. Good teams coming in, Mike Vrabel, all that nonsense, and they then they lose. They get their comeuppance. They're not as good as we thought they were, right? And they dominated that game from beginning to end. So here's here's the thing that uh, that I just pointed out on my view from the couch, and it's absolutely true. You know, for weeks everyone's been looking at the schedule and saying, "Wow, you got uh, you got Buffalo, um, you know, twice in three weeks. Yep, that's you know that's going to be a big test. But if you look at what Buffalo has done over the last six games, they've lost. Half of them. They have. They've lost to uh, to the Titans, which the Patriots just manhandled, and they lost to Jacksonville, yep. which is you know astonishing yep. that, that that Jacksonville could beat anybody, never mind the Buffalo Bills. 
by a uh, by a tough score of nine to six. I mean, they shut down the Bills and the, and and they scored about as many points as they've scored all season. Yep. So the Bills. The reason I bring that up is the Bills clearly are vulnerable. Well, it's not. It's it. They are not the team no. that people thought they were. They are beatable. Yeah. And well, maybe they maybe they still are the team that we thought they were. But they've actually they've ab- absolutely hit that stretch that the Patriots have seemed to avoid since early in the year. They've lost some key players to to injury, but you know. It, they are who they are. They won what thirty-one nothing yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're they're favored. They're, the the morning line on them. They're favored to win the game next Monday night. Two and a half points, something but you know, like that. But I but I but I look at what the Patriots are are doing, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you know they've won six in a row. But you look at the remainder of that schedule. Only Buffalo is the toughest team. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Colts are a good team. They're fine. Colts are fine. Dolphins are the Dolphins, and then you've got Jacksonville coming up on uh, you know, January second. Theoretically, theoretically, they could wipe the table. They here. could run. They could run the table. They could run the table. I don't. <laughs> yep. I don't think that would be so out of the question. And but, the f- and the fact that we're even even having this discussion is is something that we would never have thought after four weeks of the season, and certainly didn't think this when the season began. Everything is going right for these guys, and the thing that I liked about yesterday's game backs is that it's a it's a total uh, balanced situation. It's not like you've got Tom Brady, you know, wearing the Superman cape, doing all the work. <clears throat> Mac Jones has been it, 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 even calling him serviceable is a um, is a is a a detriment to him. He's been much more than that. Uh, the running game, they you know they they weren't brilliant yesterday, but just you know they give you those runs when you need them. Uh, defensively, uh, the uh, the secondary's been playing great. Uh, very opportunistic. They forced four turnovers yesterday. Nick Folk is just friggin' automatic. Right. Um, it's like every every bit of the they're across the board. They're very very well balanced, and that's how you really win. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that about Mac Jones because you could easily say, well, you know, the Mac Jones era has begun, and you know he's been for the most part mistake free. Mm-hmm. He is not lighting up the place. He's not. Doesn't because have, he doesn't need to. Doesn't That's, need to. That was going to be my next point is because, you know, when you know, many times, you know, Tom Brady would literally have to take the uh, the game in his own hands. He would. And it was the only thing between, you know, winning and losing was whether or not he could turn things around and put the ball right into the right hands. With Mac Jones, you have a guy who probably has that ability but everything else is going right, and when the defense is playing to that level, mm-hmm. where they're—I mean, you, you think of all the times they—they're they, knocking balls out of out of guys' hands, and, yep. and they're covering everybody, and and you know a couple of, you know, you know a couple of you know great plays on defense all game long. You're thinking this is this is a team that's going to be really hard to beat, even even Buffalo, who poses the biggest threat, frankly. After the, what they've done the last six games, I don't think they're nearly as, as big of a threat as if you had played them in week three. No doubt. You'd be, you got anything to add here, or are you just going to sit no, there and I'm not say anything? Not All say right, anything. that'd be fine. I'm watching porn. Yeah. Would, um, you ra- would you rather watch talk about girls' hockey or something, or uh, some <laughs> I, lacrosse I why, scores? Why are you looking at me after I've told you many times, and I really could care less about these conversations that you have between <laughs> All right, the two? Well, that's, that's okay, that's, but you guys go ahead and well, give I can, me the I can turn you off, Steve, if you want that. You can, uh, yeah, go ahead, That's That's painful painfully obvious all right so um so i went to the gym before i came here yeah uh, 
and you bump it. What? Why? What do you mean, why? Why are you going to the gym? Because I'm older than you. I'm going to be dead soon. I'm trying to avoid <laughs> oh, that. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, you go to the gym, and it's the usual suspects. So there's this fella uh, that I see in the morning all the time, and he's like, you guy, you want to talk about a, uh, a, just like a, a, a being a crybaby this morning. He's... He comes in, he's the, he's the Patriots glass is half empty. Okay? Oh, yeah. Right. So I'm like, and I told him after we had the conversation, like, I, I've said, I got to stay away from you, man. You're ruining my day. But, you know, there are people like him out here. And so here we go. Ready? Yeah. All right. Um, Tennessee rushed for 270 yards yesterday. New England's run defense is abysmal. All right. Okay. So that's a problem. I can give him that. All right. Uh, red zone. Uh, five attempts and uh, two touchdowns. They, the Patriots, thank goodness for Nick Folk because he's been able to bail them out a bunch of times. So that is, that's an indication of, of drives that are stalling, okay? Um, and so there's issues. Is it, well, listen, no team is perfect, but you know they come back in the second half. And, you know, Tennessee is rendered virtually impotent, impotent. for the remainder of the game. Yes. Sure, yeah, there may be some, some moments where a guy breaks through, you know, has a good game. Hill, you know, Hilliard had a good uh, a, a good couple runs, 12 carries, 131 yards. Yeah. You can't take that away from him. Some guy, sometimes a guy breaks away from coverage. Yes. And that's just football. Yep. But they come back in the second half, they make all the, the adjustments, and yep. all of a sudden they're not being nearly as effective or posing much of a threat yep. in score in scoring points. Yep. So the, se- the second half was was really the obviously obviously the impressive part of the game. What was it like 19-13 something like that at the half and then all of a sudden boom, you know, they 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 blow them out in the second half and that's what that's what good teams do. That's so it. they're so, you know, look, there there's some issues there. There's issues with every NFL team no matter how good they are. Um, so listen, so far so good. They have they are they're, they're exceeding expectations, and they got a, they they uh, passed the first big test yesterday, and now they've got Buffalo on the road on Monday night next Monday, and that's the next. And now it's on to Buffalo. Now you will be here next Monday. I'll be here next. You're going to call us on Sunday and say, no. "Hey, buddy, no, hey, buddy, I'm in Florida." I'm going back to Florida. Look, I saw Frank, I saw Frank Manzi on a Saturday night, and I'm still tired, so I will. I'm not. I won't be in. No, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll be here. I promise. Frank Manzi. Uh, who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Does the uh, was it uh, Rich Guzzo? Uh, all the all the ones, all the crooners in town. Yeah, uh, they're singing all the songs. Scott Cohen's going too. Well, Frank Manzi will be at the City Line Cafe next uh, Saturday from uh, well, seven to go. ten. So uh, there you have it. Very good, Scott Cohen. It's good to see you. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, guys. And again, uh, congrats on the Mayfair Marathon. Thank you. Thank you. It's seven twenty-three with Bax and Steve on Rock One Hundred Two. Oh, the holiday season is here, and it's festive and fun, but it can also be... Or the neighborhood boutique that everyone loves. Small businesses like yours make gift-giving possible. Now, Comcast Business has a great gift for you. This Cyber Week, ask how to get a great deal for your business during the Gift of Savings Sale. For one week only, find out how to get a $700 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle when you buy online and switch to Comcast Business, the network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. That's $700 to spend on whatever your business needs or to buy something to reward your team for another big year. So go on, switch to Comcast Business, and give your small business the gift of savings today with this limited-time Cyber Week deal. Comcast Business, powering possibilities.
Offer ends 11-30-21. Restrictions apply. New customers only. Visit ComcastBusiness.com for details. It's 727 with Bax and Steve on Rock 102. Hey, what's up with the Western Mass News not even... Uh giving us a mention yeah, and i don't uh, i don't know what's going on over there uh, what's the dealio yeah i mean you know you know mass live gave us a little something didn't they <laughs> mass live uh 22, 22 certainly did right uh the greenfield recorder appreciate that and uh nothing from western mass news what the hell's going on there you know i don't know that's um that's kind of happened a couple of times over the pa- over the past uh, few years. Well, I just I went and did a Google search for uh, Mayflower Marathon. Yeah, and I also included Western Mass News just to see if I had missed something over the last five days. Right. Uh, no, we didn't miss anything. The last story they have is from last year. Did we do something to them that? Uh, could it, I, you know, could it I, be me taking a picture with Brian Lapis and saying it was Dan Brown on Facebook, or uh, could it or be you taking a picture with Barry, Barry and saying Krieger it was Dave Madsen? It was Dave Madsen. See, at least Dave made a comment. Well, you know, Dave, that, see, Dave's Dave's got comedy. He's got comedy chops. Oh, absolutely! That and guy the, could work a room like you wouldn't believe. He's so, like a like a, like a Don Rickles or a or a Bill Cosby or something. So uh so I take this picture with Barry last week at the at the Mayflower Marathon and I put it up on Facebook and I said it's always a pleasure when uh, for a retired uh, legendary anchor uh Dave Matson stops by. <laughs> right. And Dave actually responded uh, saying my god I've aged, which which I thought was <laughs> a great, great response. Line. Good, uh, good Dan Brown didn't. Good on you uh, uh, uh Dave Matson. Good on you. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't really know. Uh, what the, that is all about? Hmm. Maybe but, we, did we do something to them? Did we? Uh, well, it wasn't. It wasn't anything I did. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I kept it on the uh, on the up and up. It's probably something I did. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's you either. But uh, hopefully we can, you know, extend the olive branch and be all one big happy family. Because yeah, it used to be the exact opposite. If you remember, we had yeah. a great relationship with Western Mass News. We couldn't get the. We we couldn't get anything out of 22 for years and now the foot's on the other shoe yes yeah, yes right you're absolutely right the hand a glove is on the other foot i couldn't agree with you more uh-huh. yes so hopefully uh, hopefully we can just erase all the hard feelings and all and start anew blood. yeah that's it let's like wipe it all clean you know mop it up and uh let's all be pals we get yeah. along with everybody i mean you know we got along you know, fine with everybody from 22 and get along fine with the, the people that still remain at the Western Mass News. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't even know anybody over there anymore. Well, we know uh, Chris Pisano. Pisano, yeah. we know. Who doesn't uh, who doesn't like to associate with us? Well, I don't. I can't say I blame them. I don't blame them. Entirely. Either. I mean, I understand it. But, you know, it would be nice to have a little bit more access to them and, and them to us. You know, well, we'd be more than happy to do stuff. Well, maybe I should do a little detective work then and well, find that, out what's going on. Well, that here. would that would be uh, that would be terrific. It's uh, 7.30. News is next to Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. Brought to you by Yankee Home. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Emergency crews responded to a fire in Springfield on Friday night. And we're only reporting Friday news because we weren't here, uh, you know, over the weekend. Well, we wouldn't have been here on Friday night anyway. Well, no, but uh, I just like to, you know, 
mix it up a little bit. No, I get it. Yeah. According to the uh, Fire and Emergency Services, the fire began at 40 Washington Street. The fire was started by a dryer. Really? The dryer? Uh, you with know. the fuse? Well, no. I mean, you know, the uh, like a clothes dryer. Maybe yeah. they didn't, uh, you know, take the, uh, the lint trap and clean I, it out. I told you this before. Uh, years ago, uh, when I, I moved to the East Longmeadow Springfield line. Sure. And we didn't have, uh, the, the guy who owned the house didn't have a washer and dryer there. So we had to go to the laundromat down in 16 Acres. Sure. The one that's uh, where the old Blockbuster was. Oh, where, yeah, where yeah. stuff was, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, so I go in there, and uh, it was all, like, revamped, and it was really nice in there. And uh, I'm doing my laundry, and then the, the guy who owns it was there. Right. And uh, him and I get to talking. Now, this is going back, like, 14 years ago. But he said, yeah, the guy I bought it from never cleaned the lint traps. Like, if there were ever a fire mm-hmm. the place would have went up like a matchstick because of the because of all that lint in there and lint's very flammable and uh they never cleaned the dryer vents it was like bales of lint so this from- is the, the this is the um the 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 laundromat never cleaned their lint traps? Yeah, the guy, this is this was the new owner telling me that when he came in and purchased this whole operation and started replacing machines and they cleaned out all the vents, Well, there was bales of, of, of uh, lint in there. I bet you part of that was a financial consideration. Probably. Because, you, as you know, if you don't clean the lint trap, the clothes don't dry that quickly. Right, so you're and pumping so you, more quarters into the machine. Exactly. You know, if you if you if you clean out the lint traps, all of a sudden those dryers are going to start working efficiently. Yeah, and no owner of a laundromat <laughs> wants that. Well, this guy clearly did. This guy clearly cared. Well, he, he did. He didn't it's want a, a fire. It's a new business. Yeah. But the old guy was probably thinking, "Listen, I'm going to try to screw my customers out of every quarter they got." Uh, it is very important to clean out those lint traps. I do it every time. And no, then, I mean, like really clean out like the hose and all that stuff. Yeah, that one I don't do nearly as often. You know, uh, where everybody asks where all the missing socks go, they're inside the dryer. What happens is, what happens is, yeah, the sock gets like caught in that little barrel tumbler thing that the dryer's in. Okay, and eventually works its way through and into the bottom of the dryer. So you want to find all those socks that are underneath the dryer? Well, years ago when I, uh, you know, was learning all about this homeownership thing. And, Homeowners uh, is what? What? Oh, oh you I got gotcha. Uh, years ago when I was learning about all this homeownership stuff and uh, how to clean things out and, yes. and all that other stuff, uh, we took apart our old dryer. And, man, was there some doozies in there. Oh, yeah. All the change, the money, the you know paper bills, coins. Ever have one of them front loader washers? Yeah, I do have one. You of got those. one of those? Yeah. Yeah, we don't. I don't. I don't like those things anymore because uh, you know back in the olden days when they first came out, the yeah. gasket around the yeah. around the uh, the uh, the door yeah. of the thing. Yeah. If you put your hand in that gasket, yeah, just came up all nasty. Well, you got gunky sludge. You got to clean that. Uh, oh, you do? Yeah, you got to clean that uh, like once a week. Oh, see, I only did it on a dare. And I'm act I'm acting like I do that, and I don't. Most people don't do it. Well, I don't. I I appreciate the front load because I love the front load. <laughs> you ain't gonna get the back load. You ain't gonna get none of it. 
Uh, but I love the front loads because uh, it's easy. It's like, you know, for a guy who doesn't like to bend down, right. pick stuff up, it's like uh, it's on the pedestal, and I can I can just easily take the sure. throw it in the dryer. But you're right. There comes along with that this, like, musty smell that you get yeah, because no. of the stagnant water that's sitting in the bottom of it. You got all that mildew. I said, well, we got a front loader with an agitator. I like the agitator. You know, I started adding uh, Zep to my laundry. Zep? Yeah, it's like odor freeze. It's like gets all the odors out. Oh, is that like the little balls? No, no, no. This is like a big gallon jug, and you just kind of add it to your uh, your fabric softener. Oh, okay. And it, uh, it uh, neutralizes any odors that you got. I got a lot of odors in my house. <laughs> I bet you yeah. do. And uh, it really uh, it helped actually clean the washing machine. Yeah. See, we we lay blankets down on our couch mm-hmm. for the dog because the dog was just you destroy. It's a microfiber. Uh, sectional, you know, you'll yeah. destroy that thing. So we lay blankets down, and I use the balls. Mm. You love the balls. I like them, them sweet smelling balls. You just put them right there in your uh, your laundry, and things come out smelling fantastic. Like if you got a dog smelling blanket, and you use the balls, yeah, the balls will help that blanket smell like it's a brand new blanket. I got a uh, I got a, a solution for you for that couch issue you got there. Yeah, uh, I bought one of these things not too long ago. It cost me like seventy bucks. It was a cover. They cover all the cushions, and even if it's a reclining couch, you have the the things to fit on it. Oh no, kidding! It looks like a brand new couch, even though it's not. And can is it washable? Huh? I mean, what happens when the dog stinks that up? Uh, well, you can wash it. Yeah, you're right. That's okay. You can wash it. You can take it off and wash it. Do I need the balls? You don't need the balls. Yeah. I'm telling you. It'd be nice to do some laundry ball free. Hey, you want to come over to my house and do some laundry one day? We can make it a thing. Steve, I don't don't need to go all the way to Huntington to do my laundry. When I could just go, you know, hobble downstairs and do it there. I'm the worst at laundry. Really? Well, I wash everything at once. Yeah, you could separate the clothes. That's actually better for the clothing. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't have any really delicate clothes. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't have any unmentionables that, uh, no. that need special care. No. Every once in a while, my uh, my kid will throw something in there that's uh, got dye on it or something. Oh yeah. And yeah. then uh, my my white uh, undershirts. You know, the ones I wear, like when I wear a dress shirt. Sure. Those get blue. Blue. Yeah. Or whatever color it was that ran in the washing yeah. machine. When I was a kid, I had a black uh, crayon in my pocket. Oh, that's a good one. That didn't go over very well when that uh, melted in the dryer. At a laundromat, by the way. You know, my uh, my mom used to buy me shoes from Payless. Yes. Because we couldn't afford the pay more, right? <laughs> and the shoes were so cheap that you could rub the I could rub the shoe on the floor of the school, and it would leave this giant mark. Those big black marks. Those big black marks. My school banned those. Because what kids would do is they'd leave the black marks on the on the floor, yeah. and some kids would do this thing where, uh, so they they would be like two guys, right? Yeah. And one guy would hold the other guy by the armpits, uh-huh. and they would drag the guy down the hallway. Oh, so you'd have like a two streaks. <laughs> you have like these, yeah. you know, twenty five, thirty feet of uh, of black marks on the yeah. on the floor, and that required to, to be you know, rebuffed every single day. I thought that was funny too. Because uh, I would every once in a while drag my uh, foot along the, uh, the the corridor. Oh yeah, and then uh, I felt bad when I saw the 
janitor down on his hands and knees scraping that stuff off with like a straight razor. Yeah, I know. That yes. uh, wasn't funny. No. It wasn't funny then. But at least you had a conscience. I know some kids had no conscience. They they saw the you know, the janitor down on his hands and knees trying to scrub that stuff up or, you know, using the big giant, you know, buff machine mm-hmm. with uh, you know, no no sense of remorse whatsoever. No sense of guilt. I remember uh, getting in trouble uh, one time uh, with two other two other boys uh, in high school. Yeah. And uh, part of the punishment was we had to stay after school till 5 o'clock every night. 5 o'clock? For two whole weeks. Come on. Right? And you know what they did? Well, you're going to help the janitorial staff. That was the best time served ever. Because uh, these guys already had a plan down. And they didn't need three teenagers coming in and screwing that plan up. Sure. So they would give us the keys, and they're like, you want to go hide out uh, in the auditorium? You can do that. So we'd go out there. We'd smoke cigarettes and uh, do all kinds of things. And matter of fact, one of the janitors would come by and bum cigarettes off of us. Wait a minute. This was supposed to be a punishment? Yeah, it was supposed to be a punishment, but it never really was. You know, they thought they were doing They thought, you know, they were putting us to hard labor, scraping gum off the bottom of the seats and stuff. But you got to remember, these guys do this every day. They don't want somebody else coming in here helping them. Yeah, especially some uh, some teenager with a, with, who's already proven themselves right. to have a bad attitude. I mean, yeah, you got a routine down. You don't need some uh, little scant coming in here trying to tell you what to do. I don't ever recall anyone saying, hey, why do you help the janitors? First of all, the janitors are some of the best paid people in the building. Yeah. Some of them were. And some. then, uh, and then, but, you know, you're, you're telling me that you wouldn't have, I would have loved to have buffed the floor. I'd and that buff- would have been a punishment, please. I, I buffed all day long. I would have been. I I would have buffed and rebuffed. Yeah, but they didn't want to. They didn't want us doing that. Like I said, they wanted us out of the way. Just get out of here. Go smoke your cigarettes up in the auditorium up there. Nobody's gonna know. Man, yeah, pretty permissive place. Hard, hard time. Hard no time, kidding. my friend. A uh, family in Springfield has gone above and beyond when it comes to decorating with Christmas lights. With uh, while finding a way to give back to the community, the Gagnon family on Fair Oak Road. Have an electrician on standby for their spectacular light display. From Candyland to Santa's workshop, the family's lawn has come to life. Light construction begins in August, and it's a 12-person job. How much is on their lawn? A lot. It's pretty elaborate. It's very impressive. I'm not uh, putting it down. But to start in August? That's a bit much. Is this on, uh, is this on Mass Live or 22? Uh, this was on 22. All right. And uh, it is a pretty impressive uh, front lawn display. I just, uh, you know, my girlfriend, uh, she's very good at decorating, right? She has me uh, she has me go out and get all these decorations uh, over the weekend. Okay. And uh, it looks really nice, you know. But it wasn't, it took maybe two or three hours to do, you know, with the help of, of my kids and, and her. Yeah. And, uh. You know, we were done in like two to three hours. Yeah, and you don't need 12 people to help I'm you. I'm not starting in August. August? You're starting in August for your Christmas light display? You know, uh, Bright Nights doesn't even start until October. Right. They, that's when they start putting their lights up. Man, you got uh, Clark Griswold over here with the uh, one million light display. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh, you know, there's always been like streets, like uh, the street in Hamden. That, that uh, you know, used to have a big display. They don't do it as much uh, these days. No, because people got sick of the people driving up and down their street. No, there's, the there's that. But there's also a couple houses on Summers Road here in East Law Meadow that kind of overdo it. Um, in, in Rehoboth, where I grew up, there was, a, uh, there was a stretch of this road called Bay State Road. 
And uh, same thing. Everybody in competition with each other to out-decorate their front yard. And I don't even, and I don't even know if they still do it. I know they, they used to do it, and it was like like they were maniacal about it. And, it was, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if it was a friendly competition or whether it was all done out of spite and hatred, which kind of negates the whole Christmas spirit to begin with. Right. You know, if you're trying to outdo the next guy, it's not like, you know, that was like a, like the traditional feeling of the uh, of the manger scene back in the days of Jesus. I was, it wasn't like the shepherds no. were trying to outdo the three wise men and vice versa. Oh, yeah, well, you brought your livestock. Well, that's nice. I'd like to see you try to beat this myrrh I brought here. Yeah, or my frankincense. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the guy with the gold is a little showy, but the frankincense and myrrh, those are good gifts for a child. What is that, anyway? Myrrh? Yeah. Myrrh is it's the guy a, from Practical Jokers, right? And Practical Jokers? Totally different guy. Uh-huh. Totally different thing. Myrrh is actually like a, uh, it's kind of like a gum that is used to prep uh, the dead and their bodies. Oh. Perfectly good uh, present for a child, especially one, uh, a newborn. Yeah, I, uh, I believe my children both got myrrh. When they were uh, brought home from the hospital. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Murr. 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 Hey, guess what's going on in Springfield? Uh, don't know. A uh, crowd gathered Sunday to dedicate a small triangle of city property to the late Claire and Alfonso Sarno, parents of uh, Mayor Dom Dom and longtime boosters of the Forest Park neighborhood. How about that? How about that? How about that? With extended family and friends looking on, the mayor uncovered a sign designating the small traffic island at Texel Drive and Trafton Road as officially adopted in the Springfield Adopt a Terrace program in memory of the Sarnos. Any of you dingbats out there that want to throw cigarette butts or any a number of your fast food cups or wrappers onto my terrace? I am going to kick your ass. <laughs> That's the problem. You, you do many dingbats in that neighborhood. Yeah. We, uh, we worked very hard to adopt this terrace. This terrace had no parents. They were or- it was an orphan <laughs> terrace. And we came in and adopted it, named it after my two parents, which very uh, quality people, by the way. I'm sure, saying. right. But if you ever come and you want it. You want to mess this up for me? <laughs> I will come to your house and shove you right into one of them waste management dumpsters. Right in the top. We'll get that raccoon from that 413 dumpster thing to tear you apart. <laughs> and that's a wild animal, of course. Don't be coming at, don't be coming at my neighborhood. Now, I used to live in that neighborhood for many, many years. Yeah. I know that neighborhood very, very well. I would never in a million years dream of defacing that little triangle. No, you can't. I would never do it. Never. And especially now that uh, you know, the mayor is so intimately involved in that uh, piece of real estate. Well, I mean, I think, you know, he's probably involved. Well, maybe not directly involved. He's but involved enough. Those things are actually really nice when people, you know, when they're taken care of. And, uh, you know, I'm in full support of the adopt terrorist program because otherwise you would have people throw... You see it all the time. People throwing nip bottles and everything else out oh, the window. Yeah. If you uh, if you ever uh, look over the edge of the uh, of the dingle on Dickinson Street, uh-huh. you know, like uh, you know where they got that guardrail, and you look over, it's nothing but nip bottles. Yeah, it's like if you're that's like where people dump their nip bottles. It's like you know, there's all kinds of trash receptacles all over the city. What did uh, somebody drop off to us last week? Uh, McGillicuddy's. 
Dr. McGillicuddy's. Dr. McGillicuddy's There was like schnapps. six different shots. Yes. There was two good ones because those were Tito's. Yep. And the other four were like, uh, uh, hey, well, you know, uh, listen, I know you're, uh, you're really tired during this Mayflower Marathon, but I'm sure you want a domestic dispute once you get home. Here, take these cheap shots. You know, uh, you say that. And schnapps gets a bad rap, as far no. as I'm concerned. But there is no other booze in the world that is more uh, refreshing mm-hmm. and uh, and cleans your breath better than a few rounds of schnapps. Of Dr. McGillicuddy's. Dr. McGillicuddy's is a, is a fine schnapps. Have you been drinking tonight, sir? No. I've been mouthwashing with Dr. McGillicuddy's. Can you, can you smell how fresh my breath is? It's, it's minty we- fresh. <laughs> Pepperminty fresh. <laughs> You're a Pioneer Valley. Are we getting too close? Could be. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew is velvety smooth and never bitter because... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.09 in Joan Jett on Rock 102. It's going to be partly cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's 31 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow on the show, uh, attorney Steve Weissman from Scamicide.com will be joining us. There are Christmas scams out there, and Steve's going to tell you the best ones. Yeah, he's going to tell you which how to screw people out of money. Best time of year to do it, Steve. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'll tell you how to uh, screw people. You call them up and uh, try to get their credit card numbers, and then uh, you can just go to town, my friend. But he'll show you all the best ways yeah, to do that. Yeah, he'll, he'll give you the best uh, methods. Uh, so, uh, long weekend. Uh, I got to tell you, after that Mayflower Marathon, I was toasted, man. And I'm not talking about, you know, uh, all the edibles that I took. No, uh, no, just exhaustion. Just exhausted. And then, like, not. I didn't do a damn thing on Friday. I uh, I went. I, <laughs> uh, my wife drove me home. I don't think I was in any uh, shape to drive home. And uh, we had a quick breakfast at uh, at, uh, at at Reed's here in uh, up in Hamden. Yeah, had a breakfast there because uh, I was hungry, believe it or not. Because you know, uh, certain someone didn't buy my bagel, and yeah, that's, um, that's your problem. Uh, that was my problem. That don't confront me. Then I went home. I took a forty-five minute long shower. The mm-hmm. first thirty-five minutes of which I was just standing there, not even touching anything. No, didn't put any soap on me. I'm just letting the water just yeah. you know wet me. I just needed to be moistened, and then I went to bed. Like around eleven thirty, didn't wake up until four. Stayed up until about seven. Yeah, slept the night through. You know, I uh, I went home and uh, my kids were out of school early. Sure, because you know we need another half day. Why not? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, we get they get out of school early on on Wednesday. So of course by the time I I had to do some shopping, some minor shopping. Sure, and then uh, by the time I get home, the kids are home. You know, because it's the end of school day. It's only. 11.45 in the morning, right? <laughs> of course. And uh, so I said, listen, kids, uh, you uh, there's uh, there's gasoline outside. There's uh, knives. There's uh, uh, pitchforks. All kinds of things you can play with. Why don't you go do that while Dad takes a nap for about maybe an hour or <laughs> yeah, so? I, I need to be left alone. Here, play with these, uh, these uh, Chinese throwing stars for a while. Uh, but... The real issue, the thing was, I didn't, I wanted to take a very, very long nap, but I really couldn't because I had things to do. 
Right. One of those things was to take care of this guinea pig uh, that we purchased. Well, Less... shouldn't, the, shouldn't the children be taking care of the guinea pig? Well, uh, here's the thing. So, uh, w- you know, we had we bought the guinea pig, and then a week later, uh, we had to go to my mother's funeral, right? Sure. So my uh, my girlfriend was nice enough to say, I'll take care of the guinea pig while you're gone, right? That was nice of her to do. And then, uh, you know, after the first day, she's like, um... And she's she had uh, she had uh, rodents when she was younger. So she's got experience. So with she's rodents. got experience with taking care of the rodents. And she says, uh, "I don't want to add any more stress to your life, but there's a little patch above the guinea pig's eye that's bare, right? Not like a like a pirate's eye patch. No, but like just like, like worn a, like down a bare, a bare okay patch, right? Yep." And uh, I said, okay, well, let's just keep an eye on it and, and see what happens, right? Right. Well, over the course of the next several days, that spot becomes a little bit bigger, right? Okay. So she tells me that uh, the rodent she had when she was younger was uh, had, uh, had this thing called ringworm. Do you know what ringworm is? Uh, yes, I have heard of ringworm. So uh, I was It like, ain't exactly a pretty little thing. Oh, great. Ring worm. I love having fungal diseases around, right? So uh, <laughs> I got the thing. I got the thing from Petco. Sure. I eventually bought the guinea pig. Yes, I know. I went. But listen, Dave got all my money for all the stuff that I bought, like the cage and the bedding and the food and the right. chew toys and all that other stuff. So D- Dave made out pretty well in this deal. Sure. Uh, but. With the circumstances around surrounding my mother's death, the guinea pig was like, okay, we kind of should get this thing because that's going to make this kid's day a little bit happier. She's very upset about passing away. Understand. Bittersweet day. We get the guinea pig. She brings it home. So now that this thing has this this thing going on, right. right, I was like, all right, so let me call. I didn't get a chance to call Petco until Wednesday. Okay. By the time this whole Mayflower thing was over, and now the thing is getting a little bit worse. So now we gotta we gotta take care of this. So I call Petco and I'm like, "Hey, uh, this uh, this guinea pig uh, you sold us, uh, it's got some sort of bare skin patch that it keeps scratching at. Uh, that there's something going on because I really didn't know if it was ringworm or not. I just was just making an assumption. Well, you're not a vet. I'm not a vet, and uh, so they said, uh, "Okay, well, uh, you can bring it." You can go take care of this yourself by going to a CVS and getting some Lotrimin and trying to treat it yourself. Okay. Or you can bring it back here, return it to us, because we can't provide vet care for an animal that doesn't belong to us, and then we will sell it back to you once it's healed after two weeks. You know, wait, two wait, to wait. three weeks. They will sell it back to you? Yeah, they'll nurse it back to health I and see. then sell it back to you. So you know how tired I am of course. at this point. I've only had maybe a 45-minute nap uh, throughout the, you know, the, the, the day so far. It's now 5 o'clock at night. But I want to take care of this issue because I don't want anybody else getting ringworm or I don't want, you know, 
You don't want funguses in the house. I don't want funguses in the house, okay? Right. Uh, I've, I've already got enough fungus deals going on around you know, my house. I don't rodent even... fungus, I think, is some of the worst fungus you can have. It is. So I uh, I go, uh, we go to the Petco. Uh, they say, okay, well, do you want this back, right? And I said, well, I would like it back. Now, I took a picture of it when it went in the box just to make sure. It's very dis- it's a very has this very distinct features on it. Sure, it's you know it does have some brown spots and stuff, but it has these red eyes. Yeah, because you want to make sure they're giving you the right one back. That's right. So I took the picture of it before they took it away, and they said, "Well, here's what's going to happen: two to three weeks from now." Now my daughter knows this whole, uh, you know, she knows the whole uh, th- what's going to be happening here. Sure. So she's a little sad that the guinea pig is uh, being taken away. And uh, all I'm thinking to myself is, what's stopping them from putting just another guinea pig in this box and just giving it to us with similar it markings? Kind of looks like the same, right? So, uh, so I don't, I, I don't know. But the, the woman at Petco then tells me at the end of the conversation, uh, "We'll take good care of her." Oh yeah, the breeder called, and uh, they did have an outbreak of uh, of ringworm among the. The litter among the litter. Sure, and I was like, oh, "Okay, well, at least you know about it, and you're going to take care of this." I get out to the car. Yeah, you, know, you have one of those like moments of clarity. Sure. And I go, "Well, wait a minute. You knew that all of these had ringworm, and you didn't bother calling the customer to say, hey, by the way, there was an outbreak of ringworm. We need to have you bring the guinea pig back in order for us to treat it.' Right." You were just going to wait for me to say, oh, this thing is getting really bad. I should bring it back to the store. I find that to be more disturbing than the thing actually getting the ringworm. Well, I mean, rodents are going to get – it's just going to happen. It's not – I'm not surprised by this. Remember years ago we got a dog. This is many, many years ago. And uh, the dog came down with Parvo two weeks after we got him. Parvo. Parvo. Wasn't that the uh, announcer on SNL for years? No, 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 Steve. You're thinking of Don Pardo. No, that was the thing they used to say when they asked for the Grey Poupon. No, they say... Pardon me. Oh, pardon Do me. Right, yeah, anyway, right. go ahead. Now, anyway, uh, he had Parvo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Parvo is a very contagious dog disease. Uh-huh. But no one said anything about any other dog having Parvo right. when we got it. So I know I you know, I'm not surprised they didn't let you know because it's like you know with with Parvo at least, I mean I don't know you know like a like a thing of Lotrimin Lotrimin's probably going to cost you like maybe twenty dollars fifteen twenty dollars uh, the medication you need for Parvo if they do it at the vet yeah it's thousands of dollars right if you do it at home it's like five hundred bucks it's like so yeah no nah, we uh, we did the five hundred hour thing and I administered uh, uh, the IV fluids by myself. But it's like, how did we not know this? Why did you not tell us yeah. that a Parvo outbreak happened? It really, uh, it really is. And I know, I know what everybody's gonna say. You're gonna go, why'd you go to Petco? Why'd you do this? There was reasons why I had to go there. And then, and then nobody's and business. One of the reasons was that uh, Dave's uh, had the guinea pigs, but they were pregnant. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm bringing no pregnant guinea yeah. pig into my house. One, Sorry, one guinea pig per family. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I can't. I can hardly uh, afford to support the two people in my home, let alone uh, you know a litter. Of, That's right. Of guinea pigs. Uh, and I know it. Everybody don't go to. You know why'd you go to Peg? Listen, it had to be done, and and it's done. But 
now I'm realizing why people say don't go there. <laughs> because I'm I'm actually interested to see how well this thing is taken care of and how healthy it is by the time it comes back. Because I have a tendency to believe that since they weren't truthful about the initial, hey, there was a ringworm outbreak in this litter. Right. What's to say they're going to be truthful about how they treated it? True, but you've got a different arrangement now. So you know, they may know. See, this is the thing I don't understand. You have to purchase the thing a second time? Yeah, so it was $50 for the guinea pig. All right. So now I had to return it, got $50 back. And then now I will repurchase it once it's nursed back to health. Do you realize how cockamamie this whole thing sounds? It sounds like a scam. It does. It? Say, it sounds like you're getting ripped off. Because <sighs> you don't. You, you like you said, you're not a vet. You don't. No. You don't know all the rodent ailments out there. How do you know that in this situation, this guinea pig isn't going to pick up something else along the way? Yeah. yeah I mean, is there? Uh, has he been vaccinated for COVID? I have no idea. What about shingles? Maybe shingles. Maybe uh, measles, mumps, rubella, but not ringworm. What about a uh, guinea pig diphtheria? Yeah, I think that's that a possibility. You out don't. There. You don't know. Did you? Uh, have you take? Did you consider going to a vet? Yeah. Well, here's the other thing about the vet thing. No, I did consider going to a vet. Because I figured that would be the best person to take care of something like this. Right. But you can't just go to any vet. These are exotic animals. So now you have to find a vet that specializes in exotic animals. Nothing that exotic about a guinea pig. Well, it's... If you're talking about like a like a lizard or something like that, that's exotic. Well, here's the... I didn't even try that route because everybody kept saying, you better call Petco right now. And, and get this taken care of because See, here's the thing you, if you only purchased it it was less than two weeks that yeah. we purchased it here's here's the problem with the vet depending on which vet you go to uh-huh. be a hell of a lot more than 50 bucks to get your guinea pig looked at what and i'm and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to take it back it's one thing if we had this thing for three years and it wound up developing some sort of skin disease and then now yeah. i was responsible for it but less than two weeks and the thing already has some sort of ailment not that can be spreadable to human beings. It's not just uh, you know if you're handling this thing, uh, you could get it too. That's why it's very important to wash your hands after you touch an animal like this. You know, at my uh, vet's office, they've got this poster that shows all the various fungal infections that an animal can get, like the you know, the, the the pinworm and the ringworm, yeah. and there's some other awful ones. And they actually show pictures of the worms. It's like, oh, Jesus, I shouldn't be looking at this. Gross. It's gross. It's horrifying. And you think about a cute little guinea pig bringing something like that into your otherwise perfectly good home. you got a dog and children. You yeah. don't want your dog coming down with those no, kinds of and, and, infections. No, the dog could care less about the guinea pig. Oh, though. he could care less about the guinea pig, but he's going to be especially pissed off if he's got a nasty case of heartworm. Oh, look at this. I got heartworm now. Thank you very much, little rodent that moved into our home uninvited. Guinea pigs. I had this house all to myself until they brought that thing here. And then the Italians moved in and everything uh, went to crap around here. <laughs> it's horrible that we call them pigs like that. It is. It's, yeah. not, it's just not fair. So uh, we shall now wait and see what Petco comes up with. I am anxious for the resolution to this story. Uh, me too. I bet. It's 823 with Tax and Steve Nagel and Rock 102. All done with your shopping. Our marathon. Thanks for donating your time and your energy 
To all those that made those contributions this year, we filled uh, more than three 48-foot trailers. Actually had a call in a fourth truck and raised over $127,000 worth of food and cash for the open pantry, which is huge. It'll go a long way to helping families in need throughout uh, the winter months through uh, Greater Springfield. The Mayflower Marathon, and again, thanks to all of our sponsors, including Dave Miner, Exterior Home Improvement, and Liberty Bank on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. And by the way, just uh, for the record, uh, the open pantry needs your help year-round. So while we all appreciate uh, what you did last week during the Mayflower Marathon, the open pantry is a 12-month-long proposition. So uh, keep them in your thoughts throughout the year. They could certainly use the help, especially in the middle of the year and, and, and late into the fall. So please uh, keep them in mind. You can do a 12 by 12 thing. $12 a month for 12 months. $144 a year. That'd be, uh, that'd be a, pretty simple. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, think about all the money you spend on uh, like Hulus and Netflixes and things like that. You know, uh, it's interesting you bring that up. The, uh, the Beatles documentary uh, came out uh, like, like last week yeah. on, uh, on Disney+. Plus. Now I've got my share of streaming services already, and yeah. I can't be, I can't be on the hook for the uh, eight dollars a month for uh, yeah. for the costly uh, expense of uh, Disney Plus. So I, yesterday I said, you know, I really like to see this uh, documentary, but without having to incur the cost, is there someone that would allow me to sit in their home for up to six hours to watch this documentary? All you would have to do would be to provide snacks, drinks, and easy access to a bathroom. Yo. In, be- in between episodes, it's you know oh, it's like, three uh, two-hour episodes. Like when you were supposed to read that book, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and uh, you decided to rent the movie, and uh, you had to go over to the person who house who rented the movie. See exactly my point. Yeah. So uh, yesterday I posted this online. I got uh, an invitation from a bunch of people, and then there were a bunch of people sending me their Disney Plus passwords. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really need that. I'm, I'm really more interested in, in uh, you know, being an imposition on people. You want the social aspect of it. Of course. Why wouldn't I? You want the interaction with other people. Plus the drinks just, and the snacks. I would just take the password. You know, uh, my sister tried to give me her Apple ID because she's telling me, oh, you got to watch this uh, you know, show on Apple TV, whatever sure. the hell it was. And uh, I said, well, I don't have Apple TV. I'm not buying Apple TV. And she said, well, I'll give you my password. So then she tries to share it with me. Yeah. Like I'm part of her family. Right. Even though I am part of her family, I'm not part of her immediate family. Right. So then it says, uh, you already belong to a family. You have to leave your family in order to join this one. Jeez. And I'm like, what? Those are tough rules. I was like, I can't abandon my children and my dog and my ringworm-infested guinea pig. <laughs> like, <laughs> You can't Apple. Yeah, yeah, just you're to, horrible people. Yeah, just, you're telling me to leave my family yeah, just to save a few bucks. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't uh, haven't signed up on someone else's login yet, but it is something yeah. I want to see. I just don't, you know, like, I, I don't need like one more streaming service in my house. I I, I have no interest in it. Uh, there's it, it, once you okay, so let's say you cut the cord on the cable. Sure. Right? Uh, you still need internet. Right? right, so you need internet, uh, whether it be from a cable company or whoever, and then you have to buy all these services in order to, you know, if you're really that much into TV, you buy Netflix, you buy Disney, you buy Hulu, you buy Paramount, you buy right. all these things, and now all of a sudden you're back up to a two hundred dollar a month cable bill, which you were trying to avoid in the first place. True, but I also have uh, control over what I want to watch, which you know you could say, well, that's. That's almost worth it. But the thing is, for the uh, for the Beatles thing, that's the only thing I really want to watch on the on Disney Plus. So do I sign up for a month and then cancel? Yeah, I suppose that's I exactly what I actually I believe isn't it like the first month free? Yeah, I don't know about that. 
I don't know well, about Well, because that. that's what I would do with Hulu every once in a while. I'd, I'd get Hulu for, like, maybe a month or two. Right. And then cancel it, and then, like, three months later, pick it up again and just catch up on whatever I was doing and get the free month and then cancel it before the end of the month. You don't think they'll see through that little ruse? Maybe say, eventually maybe they'll catch up to you, but you can get away with it for as long as you can. Yeah, I don't know. I think at some point Disney's going to say, listen, you can't cancel 12 times in a year. Well, sure you can. Says so right here. So, so right, right here, here in the contract, <laughs> in the terms of service. It's 8.30. News is next to Rock 102. If New England's starting quarterback throws a touchdown, you could win a Collinsville watch from the Gold Trader. Go to thegoldtraderstore.com slash 102 to enter. And each week throughout the 2021 regular season, if New England's starting quarterback throws a touchdown, someone will win their choice of a men's or women's Collinsville watch from the Gold Trader and the Diamond Shop, 1360 Allen Street, Springfield, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. We all know you can't control the weather, but when it does damage to your home's roof or siding, we can help. My team will repair or replace whatever the weather is broken. We offer lifetime warranties and guarantee the work is done right the first time. And don't forget to ask me about our exclusive Roof Max and Roof Shampoo programs. So when the weather damages your home, make sure you call me. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like... Mmm. That. And who wants to chit-chat in the morning when you have McDonald's to eat anyway? Get a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast hot coffee, any two, for $2. Or get a sausage McMuffin with egg, two for $4. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Enter a tree, win a tree, or just come and appreciate the holiday magic at the Melha Shriners Festival of Trees, November 26th through December 5th at the Clarion Hotel, West Springfield. Enter a tree by going to the Melha Shriners website or enter the raffle for a chance to take home your favorite. The Melha Shriners Festival of Trees. Admission is free. Parking is free. The experience is priceless. November 26th through the 5th at the Clarion Hotel, West Springfield. Find out more at melhashriners.org slash Festival of Trees. 8.32 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Hey, you know what day it is? Monday. Cyber Monday. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, A little delay on that. Yeah, I was a little uh, slow on the uptake. I apologize for that to you, Steve. Uh, yeah, Cyber Monday is here. I didn't do any Black Friday shopping, did you? No, I didn't. That's what it required for me to get up off the bed. Uh, online sales from Black Friday through Cyber Monday mean more packages need to be delivered, and this is happening as supply chain issues are an increasing worldwide concern. The general manager of Amazon's Fall River, River Distribution Center the company's largest in Massachusetts told uh, NBC Boston that starting this week, they will be shipping more than 100,000 packages per day. They also say Northeast customers can expect their orders to arrive on time, so as long as the items they are looking for are in stock. To make sure that happens, the Fall River Center has filled its shelves to 101% capacity. How do you do that? It's either 100% or nothing. There's always go above 100%. There's always room for one more. Locally at uh, Amazon's distribution center in Holyoke, they are fully staffed and ready for the holiday deliveries. 
Amazon says it's current. Uh, current it says it currently delivers more than sixty percent of its own packages. They spent last year building out their own network for, for fulfillment centers, planes, and trucks. The uh, U.S. Postal Service, FedEx, and UPS handle the rest. Combined, all four companies are expecting to ship more than 3 billion packages during the holiday season. My crazier is not a lot of packages. That's a lot of packages. Uh, the USPS and FedEx have uh, set a shipping deadline of December 15th for packages to arrive by Christmas Day. UPS did not set a deadline yet, but they are encouraging everyone to ship as early as possible because they are most likely to not deliver your package. You know, I think if you uh, if you uh, plan it out right, there should be no problem. You know, like if you order today uh, or tomorrow, you should be all right. I would think. I always uh, I always kind of uh, get a little nervous when I see on Amazon that it says a guaranteed delivery by like December twenty third or twenty fourth. Uh huh. That one I got a problem with because I don't believe I'm getting that on time. So they have this article about the biggest deals of Cyber Monday. Yeah. And uh, one of them is the KitchenAid uh, five quart mixer. Okay. Regularly four twenty nine ninety nine. Well, that'll run you. Uh, now three forty nine ninety nine. But I I got this thing at Costco years ago for like two ninety nine. Yeah, because it's not a five quart. Right. You got a smaller one. No, I got the big one. You sure you got the big I one? I got the best one I could get. Because I was told that that was the one I needed to get. The five quart. The five quart. The big one. Well, then you got a deal then. And it's got a bread hook on it in case I want to make some bread. Have you made any bread? No. Have you used this thing uh, once since getting it? Oh, I've uh, I've used it uh, quite a few times. I mixed my mashed potatoes with it last week. Did you? I whipped potatoes. Whipped. Whipped. I like whipped potatoes. Uh, it does. They are very, uh, very reliable. Oh no, they, they're great. They do mix things evenly. They're great machines, but it's like you know, one more thing to put on the countertop. Yeah, it is one more thing to put. That's why it's in my uh, in my pantry. Yeah, but it. it's, it's like you know, like nine hundred pounds to pull out of your pantry, and all of a sudden you got this big mixer you got to put away. It's like it's almost too big. Uh, I got the, nothing I want to mix. How about the iRobot Roomba? I it wouldn't mind a Roomba. Was two hundred and seventy four dollars. It's now only one hundred and seventy nine dollars. That's a pretty big saving. That's a good saving. Almost hundred dollars off. That's pretty good. Uh, HyperX Cloud Stinger gaming headset. No, nope, that's not. Something I don't I need want. that. Uh, ooh, a Latitude laptop from Dell. Originally three thousand thirty five dollars. Now twenty one hundred dollars. That's a nine hundred dollars savings. Yes, but it's a Dell. Yeah, I know. Are you going to buy that? Uh, no, no, I am not going to buy that they got all, at all. Uh, what are these? Uh, exportable hard drives, Echo Frames, uh, with built-in electric technology. You can make calls, listen to podcasts or news with your glasses, right? Okay. Originally two forty-nine, now only one hundred and fifty-four dollars. How about that? I don't know if I've ever really bought anything on Cyber Monday. One of the big, you know, one of these big Cyber Monday, uh, you know, deals. I don't know if I've ever really gotten anything. Usually, it's like you know, I get what I want to get. I'm not enticed by something simply because I'm getting a deal. I can't remember what I bought. Oh, you know what I bought? It was because of John, because John said uh, he bought this Ring camera, right? And with the Ring camera came the Alexa, the Echo Dot, right? So I bought that. And haven't used the Ring camera since. See, that's it. I use the Alexa all the time, though. 
Uh, the Ninja, the Ninja food processor, was one hundred and nineteen dollars. Now only seventy nine ninety nine. All right, see that's that's a decent thing. See, you can uh, you can get all kinds of deals. No, but I know. I, I don't. I know. I, 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 I'm the kind of the stuff is the stuff that I want is never the stuff on sale. But you know what? I'm I'm really at the point now where there's nothing that I really want. I don't really want anything. I don't want to bring new stuff into the house. Stuff, the house has got enough stuff inside of it. Well, you don't have young kids anymore. No, more in I the don't. House, so I don't. But even know. even my kids, they're at the age now where all they really want is money. Well, yeah, because that's a better. There's so much more you can do with that. Because apparently they don't get enough from you as it is. They don't. Apparently, they want more. They want more money, and it's, it's the holidays. So I'm gonna. That's that's what they're gonna get. Uh, Tuesday's devastating fire destroying Armada Shopping Plaza in Longmeadow has put a damper over Small Business Weekend. Well, the damper has already been put on it. True. When the uh, fire tore through Armada's market and its adjoining businesses on Tuesday, it left so many customers from Longmeadow and neighboring northern Connecticut brokenhearted. Across the street from the uh, destruction, the owner of the Bar Beauty Shop had uh, said she had hoped to celebrate Small Business Saturday by going to the stores in the plaza. But that uh, is no longer the case. I heard, though, that they did fulfill all their Thanksgiving orders. All of them? That was the rumor. I don't. I didn't uh, wow. see that, but uh, I don't know how they did it. I think they were looking for a space to put these things together. Wow, that's, and, a, that's amazing. And, and cook it. Uh, but uh, it, it just sucks. It, it's like, how many, 75 employees that worked in that plaza? You know, now they can't have a place to go to work. Yeah. The good thing is nobody was hurt, but still, uh, pretty devastating. And that fire was blazing, man. We 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 talked about it last week. They you know they had those those uh, those drone videos of the fire, and it was just I mean it's unbelievable how how <laughs> how big that fire was. Yeah, and and, and and like I said, you know, you know, your your local communities, you know, rely on those. On those businesses, I mean, Armada is, is was a very popular grocery store, and 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 people in that neighborhood were going there all the time. It's a, it's a, it's a real shame. Uh, Sunday was the busiest travel day uh, since the start of the COVID nineteen pandemic nearly two years ago. On November twenty eighth, airport uh, screeners screened two million four hundred fifty one thousand <clears throat> three hundred people across the U S. Of those, seventy seven thousand of them were in New England's six airports. How about that? Wow. TSA uh, Public Affairs spokesperson Lisa Farbstein uh, confirmed on Twitter that it was a new pandemic high nationally. TSA spokesperson Dan Velez says it was also the busiest day since the pandemic for New England. Well, things are getting back to normal until we all get sick again. <laughs> what are the what are the chances of a new variant coming out of the woodwork? Oh, uh, it's the uh, there's a new uh, there's a new strain out yeah, there supposedly, but uh, nobody knows anything about it. Those well, they don't know if it's here yet. They suspect it might be, but they don't know, and they won't know for a couple of weeks. Yet. I don't even know how they test for that because if you're just testing to see if you test positive for the coronavirus, what's the? Uh, do they take? It's not like they're taking blood samples from you. Yeah, I don't know to find out how the thing it works. Uh, a day later, a travel ban imposed by uh, President Biden on seven African countries went in effect due to the um. Omicron COVID-19 variant, which was classified by the WHO as a variant of concern. Who? Pete Townsend? No, the, the World Health Organization. Oh, the uh, U.S. restricted travel from South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Lesotho, Etswani, Mozambique, 
and Malawi. And I was planning on going to all of those places. Well, uh, that was our Christmas vacation is canceled. Yeah. We were going to go to Lesotho. I was planning on some uh, Mozambique. I heard Lesotho is beautiful this time. I, I didn't even know that's how you pronounce it. Uh, I would not want to be at an airport right now. Like, that's the least place I'd rather be. Well, I wouldn't want to be there now because, one, you know, I'm, I, I'm working. And then, two, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't really think. I mean, I would love to start traveling soon. But, uh, yeah, I don't, know about that. I don't know if I feel comfortable going into a foreign country right now. Well, I mean, I traveled back in October down to Atlanta. It wasn't very busy, so I wouldn't really feel, like, unsafe or anything. There was actually plenty of seats on the plane sure. going down there. But uh, to deal with that kind of crap? Ain't that something? No, I know. no thank you. Suspended uh, Springfield Police Detective Greg Bigda is poised to stand trial on civil rights charges related to the arrest and interrogation of three Latino youths accused of stealing an undercover car left running outside of a pizza shop back in 2016. Jury selection will begin today. So soon? Yeah, I know. well, it takes a while for these things. In U.S. District Court, arguments and testimony are scheduled to start on December 6th, with the trial estimated to last up to a week. Bigda will stand trial alone, uh, being despite being charged in the in 2018 with former colleague, colleague Stephen Vigneault. The uh, charges Vigno. against... Is it Vigneault? Yeah. Uh, Vigneault has uh, since been dismissed. Both men were originally indicted for... Deprivation of rights under color of law, the federal statute that refers to abuse of power. Big Doe was also charged with filing a false police report. He has pleaded not guilty to those charges. Well, that'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, Will. Of course, the fact that it's taken, what, now five years? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I think a lot of people have been waiting for this one. Uh, the date central to the trial is February 26 of 2016, bleeding over to the early morning hours of the next day. Bigda, Vigno, and other narcotics officers, presumably vexed over losing their car to a bunch of kids, caught, the, caught up to them in Palmer, where a high-speed chase by other officers ended. Uh, witnesses at the scene accused Vigno of kicking one of the boys in the face while the boy was already handcuffed and on the ground. However, that boy later said during a civil deposition that the officer who kicked him was Bigda, not Vigno. Vigno denied that any officer at the scene kicked any of the juveniles, but two witnesses told authorities he admitted to kicking one in the face. This is going to be a pretty interesting trial, actually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, the thing about it is it's one of these uh, these trials that you hope that everybody can um, can behave themselves, regardless of what the outcome might be. Because there's going to be a lot of people not satisfied with whatever outcome it may uh, it may wind up being. This, is, this is why you should never leave your keys in the car with it running. Yeah, I'd never do that. A woman on an online TV show has claimed that a reptile masked as her husband, Derek, tried to have sex with her while her real partner was lying right next to her. Totally plausible. Totally reasonable. Preacher Sharon Gilbert was appearing on the religious The Jim Baker Show online, which uh, styles itself as the prophetic end time news, because of course it does. Right. <laughs> And it's got Jim Baker's name on it, so you know it's legit. Uh, while we wouldn't hang our hat on too many news stories burst from this particular outlet, this tall tale is certainly worth watching. You can see the full clip online. As you can see, Gilbert claims that one night another Derek sat up next to her in bed, and she immediately suspected that it was not her husband. I asked this critter, who are you? Because he clearly wanted to have sexual relations. Mm. Gets better, though. You ready? Yes. Not only does Gilbert say the creature continued to try and have intercourse with her, apparently, uh, 
But apparently he also had the nerve to claim to be exorcies. How do you say that? Exercised? The Persian king. Uh, most people would oh. have heard, first heard of the, from that film 300, I guess. I right. Know. The televangelist goes on to say that, uh, di- whatever, uh, exervies, how do you say I, that? I, don't, I honestly, I don't wanted to, to no. Wanted to invite her to use her free will and do something that would pull her away from God. Perhaps the most alarming thing about the entire story, beyond people actually believing it, was that she uh, seems to suggest it happened more than once, adding that the last time this possessed lizard man tried to copulate with her, she had an internal dialogue in my mind as she told him no one last time. Finally, the story ends as Gilbert says she reached up, grabbed the creature's face, ooh, that's hot, and uh, just (laughs) as she declared, you're a liar and Jesus is real. It was revealed to be a reptile masked as her husband. Yeah, you know, uh, there's so much going on here. I hardly know where to begin, but it also sounds like maybe somebody might have want to ramp up the uh, the antipsychotics. I would say so. That's just a guess. I mean, I am not. Uh, I'm not a therapist. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a, a medical professional by any means. But this sounds like someone who's having a psychotic issue, rather than a religious uh, epiphany. Uh. I want to know what kind of reptile it was. It just says reptile. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, you know, it could be a lizard or a snake, you know. What about uh, an iguana? Well, that is a kind of lizard. Yeah, but it's like a specific type of lizard, an iguana. Yes, yes, you're, you're right. But nevertheless, what iguana have you ever seen that disguise themselves as a human being, other than an attorney? Hmm. You haven't, a right? A salesperson at Rock 102. Stop ah, it. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Those that's folks are I'm... putting food on your table. Uh, on theirs, too. <laughs> it's like eating uh, Thanksgiving dinner with John Goodman. Please. Here at Rock 102. <laughs> He's lost a as, lot of weight. As soon as, you're, as, you're, as, soon as your decrepit, uh, your malnourished body reaches for... A turkey leg, a fork <laughs> stabs you in the hand, goes, I'm not done yet. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's 31 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. A 99 restaurants on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854. And you, too, on Rock 102. Partly cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 40. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. You know the only thing I don't like about uh, not hosting Thanksgiving? Uh, what? No leftovers. Not a bit. Nothing. Got no leftovers. I, 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 I To the point where I almost want to cook a turkey myself yeah. just so I would have leftovers. I did the, uh, the deep-fried turkey. How'd it come out? It was pretty good. It came out pretty good. I did. I took it out a little too early, though. Uh, I undercooked. Had to, I had to. Yeah, you know, I uh, I went by the you know the three minutes per pound thing. Right. But every year I do this, I realize I've done something. You just try to improve on the first time you've done it. Sure. You know, I think I did it probably the first time like ten years ago, and have done probably six or seven since then. Right. Uh, you got to keep the heat up to like 350 degrees, which is kind of hard to do. Once the turkey goes into the oil, it cools then, down. Then it cools down. Right. So you got to take that into account now. 
So if I had just put it on for like eight more minutes, it would have been perfect. But it came out. I cut in. You get down to the inside breast. <laughs> inside. And uh, it, it was it was still raw. Well, have you tried to, like a like a thermometer, like an instant read thermometer, to make sure your uh, your meat is cooked to the the right temperature? Oh, look at you and your fancy thermometers! I'm sorry, we can't afford things like that. Well, on, I mean, uh, if it's the difference between uh, a delicious, fully cooked bird and yeah. botulism, I you know a good well, a good meat thermometer is probably what you needed. Nobody got botulism. I wound up putting it back in there for like another five minutes, and it wound up being okay. Ah, but uh, but yeah, it was delicious the turkey's all gone really completely gone well, how many people did you have and we had uh let's see one two uh, three four adults oh. and three children and uh the the kids loved the turkey yeah, i bet they did it is delicious the fried the fried turkey is fantastic. well i made my own butter base uh, injection <laughs> i bet you did i did that i yeah. injected the turkey then i cu- smothered it with that uh, stuff I was telling you about from Costco. Oh, that uh, that uh, butter Kin- thing? Kinder's Buttery Steakhouse. That good, stuff huh? is so good. I got to look for that. So the skin, the skin was like the first thing everybody wanted was to take all the skin off and eat it. it that's, al- that's always been my favorite part. People say, do you like the light, the white meat or the dark meat? No, I like the skin and, and then, the fat. And then my brother-in-law, who's like a master chef, made all this stuff. And right. I get to keep it. So green See, this bean is... casserole, the sausage stuffing, the corn casserole, yeah. the uh, the cranberry sauce. Yeah, yeah. My my sister did a great job putting the the whole meal together. It was uh-huh. like really really good. And uh, and I ate like a like a like a pig. I mean, I grazed all day long. Mm-hmm. And then you know we went to my dad's house afterwards, and I ate even more. It's like uh, we had two enormous meals within just a couple of hours yeah, of each other. That's not good for you. Oh, I, it wasn't. It, the thing is, it is good. That's that's the problem. And uh, you know, we had a lot of dessert, a lot of dessert. And my uh, my stepmother made like four pies, different pies, and then like a like a, a pumpkin roll. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! That sounds good. It was good. Everything we had the whole day was terrific. But uh, no leftovers for you. No leftovers. You want to come over? I got plenty. No, no. I, I, I think what I want to do is I want to do my own turkey. A small one just for the two of us and uh, and let her rip. You let wanna, her rip. You want to stuff that cavity, don't you? And have the turkey. Yeah! yeah zing, <laughs> pow! That's what I'm talking about right there. Stuffing a cavity. But uh, you know, I, I just but I love that stuff. I, I love uh, I love eating you know turkey and gravy for like a week. Oh, it's my favorite thing. One of my favorite things, and and nothing. I had nothing. Uh, I brought nothing home. I uh, I got that's what I'm gonna have for lunch today. Really? Was more leftovers. I don't even know what I'm having for lunch, but then, nevertheless, uh, I think that's the one bad thing about having somebody else host is you got nothing to show for it once it's done. That's true. Other, other than maybe like you know five to ten pounds that you packed on. That's okay because you don't have to clean it all up. Well, that was the other thing I was able to avoid because you know being exhausted yeah. for the marathon. Oh, I'm too tired to help. I'm too tired. It's a great deal. It's a great scam. I've been helping poor people. <laughs> I need food myself. Yes. What about me? What about what about my needs? It's uh, 8:58 with Bax and Steve on Rock 102. GG Inks Screen Printing.